I can't fucking wait for Typing of the Dead! Welcome back to the Lost Joystick Network, episode 25. I can't do it again. It's the silver anniversary episode of Lost Joystick Network. We've made it to 25. I mean, this I have. Is seriously 25? Now I, I see what we did wrong. You took the fucking press record off of it. <laughs> yeah, I had to take, uh, take two on the uh, intro there because... I didn't hit record. Well, I guess I didn't either. But yeah. it's, not on the, it's not on the notes it's, anymore. I don't know where it went. Oh, I had to use a new template. I used an old template that didn't have it in it, but I'll fix that. Hi. Again, at, welcome back. It's episode 25. My name is Mike, joined as always by my co-host, Jay. Jay, say hello. Hello. Thank you for coming. Thanks for having me. All right. I thought I was obligated. Didn't I have to sign a contract or some shit? Listen, I don't yeah, I get, a, I get a nice pen, though. You signed an NDA. Okay. okay, so chill out. So I don't have to be here. I just can't talk about it if I'm not here. Is that what an NDA is? Yes. N- then no. Oh. Okay. Yours is a yours is a different contract that says you have to stay here. <laughs> you yeah. can't ever leave. Please don't leave me like everybody else. <laughs> anyway. Well, thank yes. everybody for joining in. We're actually a day early. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. We uh, we've uh, we've got a. Uh, a birthday tomorrow of one of our uh, one of our co-hosts and we'll discuss that when we talk to them in a little bit that's Is why, that why we're not on tomorrow yes that's oh, shit. A, yep that's why whose birthday well i'll give you a 50 50 shot of guessing i know it's not yours well no and they said then you it's also know john, it's not yours so then that leaves two and then you flip a coin and pick one so it's john or robbie correct mm. the answer is robbie by the way, oh, it's I, Robbie's birthday I, tomorrow. I know, yeah. yeah, I know. Jay, how was your week? Good. Sorry, okay, I was, looking, I was looking at the Famicom box. No, that's cool. It's good. I'm, I I don't have anything fancy. This is all you do every other week, and other than this, you come over and play Mortal Kombat, or <laughs> yes, that's, that's pretty much. I come over to your house and play Mortal Kombat, and or listen, you tell me how bad I am at it. I, I first of all, I've never said that you're bad at it. Not I'm once. sorry, you tell me to get good. That's what you tell me. That's different. Get good. That's correct. That normally means I'm bad. And you also do one other thing, too. Work. Hang TVs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like when you're at my house. I mean. Yeah. We had another TV hanging event this weekend. And a mirror. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll get to all that. It's fine. Okay. Anyway. Yeah, that, that's also, that right there should tell you right there. Yeah, uh, John and I have the same birthday, by the way. Oh. Yes. You well, know, I know You don't know when that is. No, I know you do. I know you do. I'm kidding. So that's why I figured maybe you... Would have guessed it was Robbie. I knew, I knew it was Robbie. I was yeah, no. All right. Um, one thing I do want to talk about real quick. I'm not ready to do the giveaway. I ran out of time. I thank those who have uh, joined or, or entered so far. We will give it away on the next episode, which will likely be also some uh, housekeeping. We're probably going to move to Wednesday. I think that's probably been decided just because I have to drive to get my son on Thursdays in the summer, and I just don't think I can. I won't feel prepared, ready to walk in after being gone all day. Like a day like today, I spent a lot of time prepping, writing. And we're still not prepared. And well, that's that's true of everything in my life. So, yeah. I mean, but yes. Yeah, so I don't help. So yeah, we're gonna. No, you don't. 
in every sense of the word. Yeah, like like you don't help with the show or the notes or any of the comedic value or really anything, really. No, no. What is it that you say you do around here? I sell your stuff. Oh yeah, that's right. For a very for a very reasonable cost. So remember that thing we were talking about before, where I wanted you to stay all the time. Yes. I'm rethinking that strat. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. No, I'm not. Come on. I just Shit. I freed up. I don't have to worry about anybody asking me what I'm doing. Cut me loose before I cut you loose. I'm sure of that. So, but yeah. So we're probably gonna move to Wednesdays, just so everybody knows. And the, the giveaway will be postponed. Still, the game sitting right over here somewhere. I don't remember. Put it right up there. Uh, so we, we add a little something to that. Yeah, I think we might. Just because we are stretching but, it out. But you you do this to me on the spot, and I don't know what that is yet. So yes, we will. Okay. We'll figure it out at just another time. Just a little time. something. That's There'll crazy. be something else. It yes. could be a lapel pin. And again. I will, I will Ooh. remind those who are listening now. A nice lapel pen would be good. Pin, not pen. Like a nice pin. Just it could be anything. I will remind people that they can enter <laughs> by giving us the name of the man on the cover of Phalanx for the Super Nintendo. Maybe some cufflinks. What is this like a Justin's catalog? Are you looking? Did you just go to like things remembered before you came here and you're like, oh, that's a nice brace. I, I get I it said, engraved. I said nothing about engraving. No, I know. That's what we could do. We could have the game engraved with the winner's name. Oh, I'm sure they would just love that. I, that would be fantastic. I'm already going to plaster it with stickers. Yeah, well, there you go. So anyway. All right. Ah, so your week was good. Yes. Good. I played Mortal Kombat and hung a TV up. Yeah. In a mirror. Yeah. I was told I was bad at Mortal Kombat. I was. I've never said you're bad at it. Good. good. I okay, don't think I even said thing. that. I did. I think Harrison said that. No. Pretty sure. You actually got snippy with me one day. I got. I was using Scorpion. I got to. I think the endurance round, and I was like, I can't do it. And you were like, You suck. Quit bitching. <laughs> and then you threw a shoe at me. It was. Look. First of all, it was. A, it was a slide. It was soft and foamy. <laughs> it was not like. It wasn't like a loafer or heel or something like that. You know. I got a wood burning kit. Ooh, could it help us engrave? I bet wood burning kits would work great on plastic. Oh, yeah. Maybe we'll do it to the disc, too. Or both of them. There's two. We just put their initials. <laughs> we just put your initials. Yeah, exactly. MP. <laughs> You're welcome. You got the MP copy of Metal Gear. Metal Pair. Metal Pair. <laughs> anyway, so... Thank you for asking. My week has also been good. I did ask you. When? Like 10 minutes ago. Mm. But then you started talking about your damn giveaway. Our damn giveaway. It's yours now. Sorry, I'm just trying to. Well, once I put my initials on it, it will be. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> no, how was your week? No, it was fine. It, you know, it's, it's just everything's been so busy. Amy had the dance recital. Her last day of school is tomorrow. It's Wednesday, the 15th. going to school. Well, the, oh, she the, has to kids, the kids' yeah. last day of school was, I'm sorry, the kids she teaches last day of school was yesterday. Her last day is tomorrow. So, yes, the answer to your question is yes. But it's been very hectic around our house because this all kind of culminates in the same like week or two every year. She's also trying to do a dance recital. They had that this weekend, which is also, <laughs> this was great. The dance recital was at the Whiting. And then the Flint Art Fair was at the Institute of Arts, as you know, right next to the Whiting. Yeah. So guess what happened? Every dickhead who came to the Flint Art Fair decided they were going to park at the Whiting parking lot while they're trying to have two dance recitals, and there's a sign out there that says, don't come here unless you're 
Yeah, coming for a lighting show. show, right? And then they, they hired security and security didn't do shit. They just sat there and I guess vaped and sat on their phone. <laughs> like, like, thanks, man. Your job was to make sure nobody parked here because we need the parking lot for the literally hundreds and hundreds of people that came. The place was full. And then the lighting parking lot was like already two thirds full when I got there and I got there an hour early. I was like, oh, this is not going to go good. Mm. <laughs> so anyway, nobody really wants to hear about any of that. I'm sure. <laughs> but my week has been good. It's been, you know, like I said, I've just been busy. Uh, I'll get to what I've been doing a little bit in the collecting. That'll kind of give you a better update of what I've been up to. But oh, yeah, because yeah. real quick for me. Yeah, I know. So why don't we uh, use that as a segue and and get right to it? Like the little wheel thing segue? You know, the guy that invented the Segway died on the Segway. He actually fell off a cliff on a Segway, ironically. How ironic. Don't you think? No. Time for the uh, collecting update. I notice you've said nothing because you have nothing to add, so I'll start. You, you, you suck. <laughs> That's what I have to add. I'm going to start moving the thing closer to me. No, I'm, I'll move closer <laughs> to you. Fine, then the whole plan will work. Anyway, so, Jay, I will let you start with the collecting update. Give me the short-term collecting update. Nothing. And then the long-term collecting update. Mm, still nothing. I see. So that's it. Yeah, nothing. Cool. Excellent update. <laughs> you would have had a new record, but the people that I ordered it from canceled the order. Dickheads. That was neat. So I'll give you my update. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Stop looking at the sounds. I got to get you away from this thing. You, you can't focus. Okay. This is what we come for. Sausage. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> Every once in a while, Amy shows up or Sarah, but in general, <laughs> not so much. I anyway, could go for an Italian sausage right now. I bet you could. Some onions and peppers. Yeah. Delicious. Maybe get it from Portillo's. Ooh. Did you know there's a Portillo's in Sterling Heights? No. I, got, I went right past it when I bought the Mortal Kombat 2. I drove right past. I was like, "Holy shit!" You didn't stop? Oh, I absolutely stopped on oh, the way okay. back. I, I couldn't say, stop the on the fuck way there. What's wrong with you? I couldn't stop on the way there. On the way back, though, we bought like a hundred plus dollars worth of Portillos because I was like, <laughs> "Well, we need eight hot dogs, and uh, we're gonna need." Because Kyle had never Kyle went with me to get that cab, and he had never had it, so I had to get it for him and then everybody home. So what you're saying is, is Kyle is the one that interfered with me getting yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, son of a bitch. Yeah, I'm gonna cut him. Yeah, well, I'll drive you down there because I'll go anytime. Anyway, Anywho. on to the collecting update. Yeah, on the collecting. What'd you, right. what'd you get, man? What's new? I got a few things. Did you get a Mortal Kombat 2 cab? No. Huh? That's old news. Oh, what that about was, Ultimate Mortal Kombat? That was 13 days ago or something. Oh, oh yeah, and the Ultimate Mortal Kombat. That was like a month now. That was like a month. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, our friend retro game enthusiast, John, He's has been so gracious as to help me kind of... Uh, Learn the ropes of uh, acquiring things from overseas, right? So I won't go into the nitty-gritty detail of how you purchase things or get them over here or whatever. It's not, it's not shady. It's just like uh, it's a process, and it's very detail-oriented, but whatever. 
So one we of could f- do a diagram for that. We could post it on Instagram. Boy, man, you think we have followers now? We won't then. <laughs> oh, an Instagram of how to purchase things? No, thank you. Plus, I don't want people to know. So I hope nobody's listening, which luckily for us, they aren't. <laughs> but anyway. Yes. So one of the things John, John asked me is he wound up picking up a lot of Famicoms, like boxed Famicoms. A and lot, not a lot. A, like when I say a lot, I don't mean like. A ton. Uncle Scrooge's well, I vault. Guess a ton, but. Yeah. Well, whatever. So he he said, "I only bought these because they were cheap. Do you want them? I can just have them sent straight to you because they'll drop ship it to wherever you want, right?" So he sent me a box of ten of them, right? And ten of these. Yeah. And it's uh. Is there one in that box? Yeah. There's all kinds of cool stuff. That's the coolest one, because in that box. Is not only the Famicom, but all the cool paperwork that came with one of them, including some like ads and stuff. And the best one is right there on top. This right here. Ooh. Yeah. Look at that. The Hyrule Fantasy, the Famicom disc system. Uh little like a one page marketing slick, whatever. Very cool. Not that was the only one that came with that. Some of them came with paperwork, some of them didn't. It was all varying wasn't. They all had a they all had the things you need functionally, but none of them they didn't all have paperwork. What is and this on the other side? John, what is John this? knew. I forget. He, we actually looked it up. He and I were talking when I opened it up, and he told me what it was. Some cool shit. We looked it up. I don't remember. but The Hyrule Fantasy. Yeah, so that's obviously Zelda on FDS, which yeah. is super cool. And I'm probably just going to frame it and put it up on the set. So, but, so now I have a whole box of Famicoms, right? And I posted it on Instagram, and I had like five people asking me. Now, the kind of the key here with this and also the rest of the other part of the story I'm going to tell is... I'm really just trying to build some stock. So when I go do shows, like we're talking, I'm going to be going to Kansas City in August to do yep. this Kansas City retro uh, swap with with John. I believe you're going to come along. We're going to possibly pick up Robbie on the route, and then we're all going to have a big old LJN party in Kansas City. But oh yeah, because we're getting members only jackets or satin windbreakers. Yeah, they're the windbreakers. Yeah, yeah, they'll be embroidered. Okay. We'll get the logos on there and stuff. Like it. <laughs> then we'll walk in the Pride Parade. No, uh, <laughs> it's the rainbow logo. It's a joke. Come on. But anyway, so they got me. I'm, I'm just trying to accumulate stock for those kind of things. I don't necessarily need 10 Famicoms, although I wanted one. It was cool to have one. I've always kind of wanted one. And now I need to get the disc system that goes under it. I have a twin, which <laughs> that's a whole other story right now. But, but neither here nor there. So then I started to think, John does a lot of that kind of stuff where he goes and hits like the Japanese auction sites, picks some stuff off. You pay a little bit more for shipping, but you get it over here and then you're kind of not the only person that has that stuff, but it's definitely something you don't see as often. Right. Obviously. Duh. So it got me to thinking, you know, John does that a lot with Famicom. I'm like, why don't I start doing that with like super Famicom? Like, why don't I just start like trolling some of these lots, you know, and, and, it all basically is a conduit through like Yahoo auctions and that kind of stuff. And you can get pretty good deals. Like it's, if you know what you're doing and you're paying attention, you can get some pretty good deals through there. So I wound up like on Sunday because there's like a 13 hour time difference, right? Between when it ends there and here, like it was supposed to end at like Monday at 10 AM, but it ended or no, whatever it was, it ended on Sunday at 10 AM or so. I don't remember what it was. Yeah. Anyway, neither here nor there. So I was sitting there on the, the, the site like bidding, and like I kind of had my threshold of what I wanted to bid on something. One of these lots is very large. Okay, one was like sixty-five boxed 
Super Famicom games. Yeah, there was a shitload of them. Yeah, and then the other one is like 15. And like cool stuff, like Secret of Mana 2, Secret of Mana, you know, 1. Mother 2 was in one of them. They both have Mario Kart, the Super Mario All-Stars, which they call it 1, 2, 3, and 4, whatever it is. All this different stuff. Uh, Sailor Moon games. There was a one that had the Dragon Ball Z game, like yeah. all that kind of stuff. The things that would be compelling to U.S. audiences, whether they could play it or not, right? Still like... You know, Final Fantasy Four, Final Fantasy Six, those those kinds of things. People will be like, I love that game. I wouldn't mind having one just to put on my shelf. They're not expensive, whatever. So he kind of taught me how to do that, and he's been kind of showing me the ropes of how it all works. And so I, I wound up winning a couple of lots on Sunday, and uh, so I'm always hesitant to talk about things until I have them in my hands. But I, I'm fairly confident this will all work out, and, and you know whatever. So, and uh, so that's been kind of cool. Like the like I said, the highlights of those lots really were. A lot of the Mario games, the uh, Kirby game that has like the wood, he'll, he'll oh, know the name of it. Really neat. What's that? that yeah, like neat. that's one of John's favorite covers and mine too. And actually, it's funny, it's made that book over there that I bought super useful because I look at the cover of some of those games and I have no idea what they are. You know what I mean? Like I have no concept of what they are. So I have to go and understand what kind of game it is. And one of them had like this Tetris puzzle game that was like a green box with like a jack o' lantern on it. And I'm like, how would you ever know that's Tetris? You know, like that, that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, it's just one of those things that I'm going to go pick the lots out, grab some stuff that I want for myself. Like one of them had Link to the Past in it. I'm going to keep that. That's for me. I'm keeping Link to, or, or Street Fighter 2 Turbo yeah. or those kind of things. I'll keep a copy. Again, they're not expensive. 25, 30 bucks or whatever. Complete in box kind of thing. Neat to have them. And they're just neat to have. And then like gives me something that's kind of a little different to take to a show to say nobody here is really selling the stuff. If I, if I make some money, great. If I don't, I don't care. It just kind of gets me on the other side of the fence as it relates to being a vendor and it has, gives me something a little bit different that people don't always see, yeah. you know? So anyway, and then none of it's super expensive. Like there are expensive games in there. Like there was one that was like Battle Zek Den or something like that. It's like this beat em up with the all female protagonists and that kind of stuff. But it's like, I mean, you know, I don't, how many people are going to come in there and go, I need a $150 Super Famicom game of something I've never heard of. Like that's, if I sell that, it would sell on like eBay or something like that. So yeah. anyway, we never know with some of these conventions you're going to, you might sell some of them. You never know. So, but my point is, yeah, Kirby, Kirby Super, Super Deluxe. Yeah, Kirby Super Deluxe. And it also has really taught me a lot. So I've learned what games are what, like, okay, this game is this game in the U.S., right? Like mm-hmm. this game was Super Buster Brothers in the U.S. or whatever it was. Or I learned about like the, the copy of one of these Mahjong games has this uh, anime girl on the front and come to find out the artist of that was the guy who did Bubblegum Crisis, right? Like he's the artist for some huge anime thing in Japan. Yeah. So it's like a $10 game, but somebody who likes that show or anime would, would be like, oh, for 10 bucks, I'll buy that because so-and-so did the art or whatever, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. So, but again, it's just really kind of interesting, peculiar stuff that, you don't really see, or like we have the Americanized version that we're all so familiar with, and you look at it and you're like, oh, it's just the same thing, but a little different. I don't yeah. know. So anyway, but that's kind of like the gist of my, <laughs> yeah, the gist of my collection. And to John's point right there, when he talked about that wood grain Kirby box, it's very distinct, right? Yeah. Kirby Super Deluxe in Japan was Kirby Superstar here. So you start to learn what those things are, because I've, what I've also realized and I learned from John, thank you, John, is to say, you need to be acclimated to what these things are. So if somebody walks up and says, this is kind of neat, what is it? I can say, oh, that's a Mahjong game. And it was, again, the artist is the artist that did blah, 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 or you know, whatever it is. Yeah. Or this is this game in, in Japan, but it was, you know, it was fighting 18 holes or whatever, golf in the U.S. or whatever, that, that kind of stuff. You need, it, it helps me to learn about that, those same games in a kind of a different way. So, yeah. I have kind of a weird question about the Famicom stuff. Sorry, I'm like 
looking back at the box. Yeah. So when I pop that box open, I notice. So that's the basic. Long story long, that is the Japanese version of the Nintendo. Correct. But it's odd to me because if you look at it and you look at everything with it, so like it says family computer in American in English writing. But then everything on it is like all the stickers are all in Japanese. Yep. But then like the reset button is English. It says reset. And yeah. the power button says power. And I, the eject button says eject. That's just very strange to me. But every, all the paperwork in there is all Japanese. I don't know if that is because like on the device itself, sometimes I think it's because they don't want to change the manufacturing process. If they were to take that exact same thing and sell it in the UK or Australia or whatever it is, right? The box part, I don't understand it. I, there's, I don't understand if it's the dear, is it, I think it sometimes is like proper nouns, like Nintendo is spelled out and family computer. Those are trademarked things. Yes. Whereas like the rest of it is like information around it. You know what I mean? It's all, I don't know. Where the Famicom's, um, were, were those sold outside of Japan? Because they were not sold here, because here they were the Nintendo Entertainment No, system. it's the NES everywhere else, I'm pretty sure. I mean, not okay. everywhere else, but like in the UK, it's the NES because they call it NES, right? Yeah. And it's, uh, it's, I don't, it's certainly not the Famicom, and I don't think it's the Famicom anywhere else, but yes. Yeah, so. We could grill John probably about that later. I it, mean, we can take it off the tracks yeah. when we call about the ratings. Is this kind of like how Doki Doki Panic was released here as Panic at the Disco? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like John's, exactly. That's right. I Valdor. totally forgot Nintendo created Panic at the Disco. It's a great band. Yeah, no, it's they're <laughs> they're all a bunch of corporate pawns. Anyway, don't tell Kyle I said that he loves them. But no, that's a good point. I've always kind of been curious that myself. Yeah, Famicoms were sold in Hong Kong. It, I've always been curious as to what's the delineation between uh, kanji or Japanese writing or whatever it is and. And when do you say, oh, it's going to be in English? Because there are certainly games that I put in and it's like, okay, this is in English. Why? Why is yeah. this, you know, like, why is it? I, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Like, you know, like the, the, some of those boxes are the, the title is in kanji or Japanese or whatever it is. But then and then the other the ones are like English. Super Mario Kart. And then you're like, okay, why does it say Super Mario Kart? Is it because it's a licensed trademark? Like it obviously says Super Mario Kart right on it. Another one has like a bunch of you know, hieroglyphics, if you will, yeah. you know, else to say, I, I guess that would be just, insensitive, but I guess that was, but that was something that made me think because you look at like traditional, like stuff that's out in the world now that we would, we would recognize in America. And you see those things when they, if you happen to come across like a, a Japanese or a Chinese ad. Yeah. And normally, so like a Kit Kat, like that's a fairly popular snack food around or, you know, it, chocolate thing around the world it says kit kat on it but if you look at a japan one normally it's in it's it has a it has japanese writing or kanji style writing on it hmm. it's interesting because like think of that zelda thing you just pulled out the title of the game is in you know again i keep saying kanji so i could be wrong about that but i'm pretty sure that's what it's in that's but but then underneath it says the hyrule fantasy yeah <laughs> it's like why but I don't know. This is how they design. I don't know. I, it's a great question. I've always been curious to that myself. So, but anyway, we'll find that out later, possibly. Yeah, we'll talk. To John's John. got some time to study. Yeah, and I keep <laughs> I keep convincing myself that I'm going to learn how to read Japanese. Man, that's a that's a tall hill to climb. Man, you learned baseball. I I couldn't tell you what it is right now, but yes, Yaku or whatever it is. Like the more I the more I. Uh, look at these games and understand the titles. Then I go, Oh, that means baseball. <laughs> I, I could know, look at it and go, I know yeah. Yakusoba makes great ramen. Oh yeah, they sure do. 
Like that was literally the whitest and probably rudest thing I could say. Yeah, well, you, you're the king of that. So oh, well. anyway, so that, that's kind of it from a collecting perspective. It's just kind of like an adventure with that this week and then getting the Famicoms and and that's that's really been it. I've also been fixing a lot of stuff. So I've, I've gone yeah. through this like I'm going through my basement fixing stuff and I quite literally have. This is not a an exaggeration in any way. I have eight working Sega CD Model 2s. Yep, eight. he does. They're all lined up and I've all, you know, I've been learning how to like, you know, I, I, they all had different problems. I fixed all of them. I recapped game gear. I Frankenstein together a, a, a DMG one, the original game boy out of parts that I just had in a box. Mm-hmm. You know, I like, I, you know, you, you work on them and different parts are bad and different ones. And I just like, let me see if I can make one out of this. And I, and I did, um, I fixed a few game cubes. I've just found, you know, I've been doing a lot of that kind of stuff and it's just going to, you know, I think I'm just going to put them in tubs in the storage and then i'll take a couple of them with me when i do a show like i'm not in any uh, i'm not in, in many uh any hurry to sell them but if people want them like it's like, like these i didn't actively pursue trying to sell these yeah. i've already found one guy that wants one and four other people who have asked me about them well, so it's like you know anyway john says a lot of times it was english because you didn't need so many characters it's also why famicom was almost always simplified kanji so hmm, interesting that makes sense. Where you could write the, it would be easier to write it. It's less characters than trying to write it out in kanji or something like that. So maybe the the sounds. Do you don't. think the consumer in Japan was like sons of bitches? I can't read what this says, but it's so fun. No, I think they could read it. I think unlike this country, where most people in this country understand like English, they grew up learning both. Yeah. <laughs> there are a lot of games, like one of the games we'll talk about in this in this episode, that teach people how to translate Japanese phrases into English and stuff like that. Whereas where, whoa, that was, who was that? Somebody liked or did something. I don't know what it was, but anyway, I, there, there aren't that many interactive games that teach you another language in this country. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's more cultural that in other countries you learn different languages because think about it. If you live in Germany and you grow up speaking German, you're basically and I'm not, please don't misconstrue this as true geography, but you're basically sharing a border with Italy, where they speak Italian, and Spain, where they speak Spanish, or, you know, or Portuguese, or whatever, you know, <laughs> I don't know what it is. But you know what I'm saying? It's like you have to be multicultural there. Here, you're surrounded by, you know, Ohio and Minnesota and whatever, right? So you just have to learn a. You just have to learn the nuance of the region. The mid, the Midwest. Anyway. We could probably stop going down this. Yeah, let's. Way off the... I think we should move on. Should we now move that on we're 40 minutes topic? in to the show topic. Okay. I can't fucking wait for Typing of the Dead! That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Typing of the Dead. The Typing of the Dead. Bum, bum, bum. If they couldn't figure out by the keyboard in the two games. Yes, the Dreamcast keyboard, which had two uses, I believe. You know what's funny? Actually, as I was doing research for this show, there are a lot of games that work with the keyboard. A lot. Really? Whether it be the most efficient way to work, play the game or not, maybe another story. But I'm going to tell you, there were a lot more than I thought. <laughs> so, yes, Typing of the Dead. We are going to focus primarily on the Dreamcast release for the U.S., but we will also discuss... The PC release, mm-hmm. the arcade release. Which just blew my mind. All kinds of stuff. So, Jay, why don't you tell me a little bit about the gameplay and story of Typing of the Dead? Well, I'd say it like you do then. Type or die. 
type or die. <laughs> this should have been a Halloween episode. Damn it. Oh, well, too late. Hey, now we don't have to record an episode for Halloween. We can just replay this bullshit. Yeah, we'll just put this up again. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Happy Halloween, everybody. We're doing Typing of the Dead. The live stream. There we go. For, it's ready. a live stream from four and a half months ago. Oh, <clears throat> so go ahead. So it is a first person on rail shooter. What? Yeah, no. Crazy, right? Hey, go on. It uh, It's actually based off of House of the Dead 2. The light gun arcade game. Which was also ported to a number of consoles. Yes. And tell me a little bit about what do you do in this game? You type. That's the show, everybody. So uh, you can find <laughs> us have a link on. Tree. Uh, yep, exactly. <laughs> you type. You type. Or die. Yes, or die. So yeah, I, you want me to talk? You want me to talk about this for a little bit? Okay, go go. So, uh, AMS agents have been deployed to Venice. That would be in Italy. Yeah, not Venice Beach, California, or anything like that. Also, I want to say this. I couldn't figure out what AMS meant. I couldn't find it either. I, I looked all over up. the place. It just kept saying AMS agents, and I'm like, what is what is that? Like, I know that they have the AM like de- development teams, but... Uh, it's the American Mob Monster sy- Syndicate? I, maybe it's the American Mob Syndicate. Maybe it is. I mean, I the know. guys are all in zoot suits and whatever. Go ahead. But yeah, they're in Venice. Uh, where the dead have risen, conveniently only in Venice. So um, far, as far as we know, I mean, yes. I don't know. Like, I mean, they're there on it's hard vacation. To say. So, you play as James or Gary, trying to find G. Right. And Not G- like what up, G? His name's just G. No. So they they go to look for this agent G, and come to find out he's in some trouble of his own. So then they get out there and like, holy shit, this place is fucked. It's all of his gambling debt, wasn't it? Probably. Okay. Probably. I don't know. I don't get into G's personal finance or life. But then they then they realize that the whole place is fucked and they have to help restore order, right? Yes. So they're trying to basic essentially what's happening is there's this guy Goldman who apparently hates people. Yeah, he wants to end the human rule of earth. Yes. And he is some sort of billionaire tycoon. You know how those eccentric billionaires are? Sometimes they start electric car companies. Who knows? And they buy Twitter. They, they have their own space shuttles. I don't know. Oh, madness. Anyway, go on. Um, basically, you run through the streets, the sewers, drive cars, boats, and you're killing Goldman's creations or these zombies. So you've got the zombies, and then you have like these monsters that are also like, yeah. you know, like the bosses or whatever. You know? yeah. So, so uh, and there's six chapters in the game. Uh, they all culminate or end with a boss on each level. And some of them are interesting. So we will talk about, we haven't really talked about how you play the game, right? Yeah, we'll get to that. I know, but like it was, it's kind of leading to how this is. So we probably okay. should talk about how you actually play the game, right? So do tell. The, the premise of the game, if you don't know, is you use the Dreamcast keyboard. And instead of using a light gun, you use the keyboard to type words that pop up on the screen to shoot zombies or bosses or whatever it is. And depending on how quickly or accurately you complete the word, you're rated on each word, right? Or you can get hit. You get a number of hits that you can get per yeah. level. And if you don't complete it in time, they'll hit you. And sometimes they'll kill you if you, they hit you too many times in a level. 
And basically what happens is a zombie will come out They'll and pop a word will pop up on the screen. It'll say yep. alien. You have to type alien or it'll say. There'll be just letters like A, F, yeah. D or something and you have to type them. Or sometimes there'll be sentences. Yes. And it's not just letters or numbers. And I don't even know if they really do use numbers now that I think about it, but it's usually it's letters. it's letters and then um, all of your punctuation. So there'll be commas, exclamation mm-hmm. points, question marks, uh, hyphens, those kinds of things. There are spaces between the words, but you don't have to type them. I thought that was interesting. It's kind of weird. I always want to type it anyway, and I always want to hit enter. <laughs> I kept hitting enter when we were uh, yeah, playing. I I, every I, time I'm like, enter. I want to hit enter, enter but it, yeah. And then basically what happens like, so in the beginning of the game, the, the words are fairly easy. You have a lot of time, but as the game progresses, it becomes more difficult. And the, the words or phrases or sentences yeah. become more difficult to do. And the whole reason I kind of want to bring it up now is we talk about the boss battles. One of the boss battles is you actually have to answer a question. So like they'll oh, say, yeah, right. yeah, they'll say they'll put a question out. The question will scroll across the screen and then three answers will pop up on this triple headed, you know, zombie dragon or the fuck it is. And you have to pick the right one and type it fast enough. So mm-hmm. not only do you have to deduce the proper answer, but you have to type it efficiently enough so you do not get bit by the, the dragon. But but anyway, I did want to talk about kind of how you interface with this game. You have to have the Dreamcast keyboard. You absolutely must have it. You cannot play without it. Right. There's no way. So. And uh, yeah, you get rated on your performance, not only on each word. So they'll rate you an A, B, C, D or E on the word. But at the end of the level, they'll rate you and say you can comp- you compared this well to the top 100 people, which I'm not sure where that comes from, because isn't this a recent outbreak? Like there are 99 other people out there playing it and being rated on it. Like maybe they're helping in other countries or cities. I don't know. But anyway, and then, yeah, so you, you get rated on your performance and, and, and all that good stuff. And um yeah, there are different modes for the game. So yeah. there's arcade modes, which is your standard playthrough, right? Like if it was House of the Dead in the arcade. Yeah. The original mode, which gives you items, so you can like you can reduce damage from enemies or you can heal, those kinds of things. I tried the drill mode today. It was very interesting. Drill mode is almost like it preps you for the game. Where like there's a tutorial, which whatever, in boss mode. So I don't want to get into those too much. They're fairly obvious what those are, right? You go through the boss and te- learn how to beat it or whatever. Tutorial mode teaches you how to play the game. Drill mode was actually kind of cool because it's like these little mini games where you it'll say, I want to learn how to type faster or I need to respond quicker. And it'll throw these things at you and these challenges and you have to rate at a specific rate before you can like like you have to get an A or a B or a C or whatever it yeah. is. And it just kind of gives you this pocket in time like, oh, OK, you did this well, but these are the five letters you really fuck up on. And like one time I did it and it was like P, T, H, E, H and S. And I'm like, really? I screw up on those letters, like the home keys, like, okay, cool or whatever. But it kind of teaches you where you're making mistakes and kind of helps you to get a little bit better at it. And it challenges you. It's one of those things that's like, it's almost like an arcade game. Like, like, uh, you're trying to get the high score, right? It's a very like short experience for like Pac-Man. You can go and play Pac-Man and go, Oh, I got the, you know, the pretzel level and I got this many points. It's almost like that where it's like, it gives you part of the game and lets you master it, but also it's a challenging thing because one time you get a B and you're like, I really want to get an A, but getting an A means I have to do this 35 times instead of 16. So it becomes very difficult, but it's just kind of a neat way to kind of learn how to play the game. And I, I did enjoy that, but yeah, there's those five different games or five different modes of the game. So a lot more to it than I think I originally expected. So yeah, you have to do it. I can't do it. All right, we're 25% in. Are we? <laughs> Only an hour in, folks. No. Yeah, because we had four pages on this one. Kobe. Oh, terrible. Go ahead. It's not easy, bud. Try and get it all the way over there. Good luck. Closer than you. Yeah. 
Actually, I threw it past it. Yeah, you're trash. Yeah. Why don't you go get in the bag? <laughs> Tell me a little bit about the background and development of this game, Jay. Well, it was developed by WoW Entertainment and Smilebit. Right. WoW is now, of course, Sega AM1. Tell me a little bit about what Sega AM1 developed. Uh, they actually did House of the Dead. The House of the Dead. The House of the Dead. I keep wanting to say House of the Dead. The, the House, House of, of the, the Dead. Dead. Wave Runner. And yeah. then Smilebit became Sega Sports R&D, who did Jet Set Radio Future, Panzer Dragoon Orta, and Virtual Striker. Virtua Striker. Virtua Striker. Also, I thought it was interesting that they were responsible for a couple of Xbox games there. But they and they weren't even sports oriented. I guess yeah, roller skating is sports or whatever. Anyway, uh-huh. and yeah, so the director of this game was uh, Masamiru Shino, and he was really did mostly sports games. Like really, a lot of his background in what he produced was sports games. And he, but he also did Sonic R, which is a racing game. But in general, most and I guess that probably plays into the smile bit part and the the. You know, the well, house it became what is now defunct, but the Sega Sports R&D. Yeah. But that, I'm guessing that he probably came from there because he really was involved with like all the sports, like the, the baseball games and in, you know, baseball. yeah. So. You didn't like they said baseball. So. <laughs> baseball stars. Thank you. That's what I wanted. So. Um, so as far as the music and sign, sound goes, so there is voice acting. Hold on. I use that Hold loosely on. when I say voice acting. You I'm got gonna, something for me? Yeah, I got a little something for you for the what, voice what acting, man. Oh, boy. Is, you it, talk, Rob, is uh, it Robbie again? I wish. You're searching? So, yeah, but okay. they had voice acting. But so was, I'm going to give you a taste of what the voice acting was like. And not only the voice acting, but this is a scene that most people should experience just because of the... You'll you'll hear. I'm gonna I'm gonna play. This is about a 15 second clip or so here. Okay. Maybe a little longer. Are you all right? I'm all right. But Harry's no. James. The car's parked in the city square. The top floor. Building at point A. There is little six three. He's there. Go, James. Thanks, Harry. So Harry, one of the main protagonists of the game, right? One of the one of the agents that's al- yeah. helping along with you as you and we have not mentioned walk around the city with a Dreamcast strapped to your back with a battery above it and a little hang shelf over your shoulders where you can put your keyboard and that's how you defeat the enemy. Literally, that's what your character looks like in the game. Yeah, Harry is lying there dying. He definitely sounds like it. Oh well, they all sound like they're dying <laughs> anyway. And, and he starts to go on about where the, this car is parked. It's an A0063, which seems like it would be like an important piece of information, right? But yeah. honestly, you don't do anything. You just run around typing. So it's never like they ask you later, what was it? You wind up in the next scene going to where the car is like, oh, there's A0063. Like, it fucking mattered. Why even put it in there? Like, it it's even matter. better because it's the only fucking car on the street. But yeah, and my, my favorite. There's goes, literally that, one car on the street. That must be it, he says. So my, my favorite is, basically, he's like, go, James. And he talks to him like, he'll, he's like, uh, like yeah, thanks, Harry. Like, like see ya. Thanks, Pete. buddy. See ya. Yeah, sorry about the whole you're dying thing. It was just like the, it was like this very dismissive, like, I'll see you later. No, you won't. He's dying. Okay. He, he's dead. It was just so funny to me. He, yeah, fix it in pre. I couldn't. I tried. But it was very funny. He was just very like, go, James. And he's like, yeah, thanks, Harry. 
Like he like he just helped him fix a flat. <laughs> Have a good one, buddy. Yeah. He won't though because he'll be dead. Yes. <laughs> anyway. So yeah, the voice acting is uh not great. It's very early two thousands voice acting, I'd say. Also, man I don't know if I'd say that's voice acting. I feel like they just walked out and was like, Hey, can you read a script? Come uh, with me. I don't speak English, they said. <laughs> They're like, No, Harry, don't do it. No. Thanks, I think James. Harry's dead. Thanks, Harry. Yeah. <laughs> See ya. No, it, it's uh, and the other thing I also found of while I played was it was very hard to hear the speech. Now that could have been because, like in this case, I was just playing it in mono because the TV yeah. only has the audio. But uh, we did play it at, at the. I mean, it was the same way at the house, but I think it's because it's in mono right now too. But yeah. anyway, neither here nor there. Yeah. That might be why. It just didn't. But actually, you know what? No, because I I ripped that clip from a, a playthrough on YouTube. And actually, and we adjusted it. Sounded it. Like ass. We adjusted it in the settings when we played and because we were concerned about that, and it didn't sound any better. No, it was awful. Yeah. So anyway, the music is very loud compared to the the voice acting, which is probably on purpose. Now that I think yeah. about it, they're probably like, you know what? That's probably a bump, fair bump that up ten dBs so nobody can hear that shit. That's, yeah, that's probably yeah. a good a good assumption. So. Anyway, anyway, so tell me a little more about the music and sound here. Well, uh, like we said, we had voice acting, <laughs> voice acting, but um. Um, and then the composer was, and I'm going to butcher his name, Tetsuya Kawachi. I'm probably saying it Tetsuya wrong. Tetsuya Kawachi. Kawachi. Yeah. Close enough. So um, didn't find, I, I found a little bit about him, but he was actually the, f- uh, the s- former Sega sound composer. His most notable, he was most notable for creating the first two House of the, House of the Dead titles. The House of the Dead. Um, and he was actually the uh, the leader of the AM1 sound team for many years, and he uh, it, in- it, it included the entire periods for WoW Entertainment and Sega WoW. And he had a, he had a laundry list. The bulk of them were the House of the Dead series. The House of the Dead. Yes, but he had a laun- laundry list of games that he either produced or composed. Do, do people, like... Have you ever made a list about laundry? Yeah. Am I the only one that doesn't do this? Like, what do you put on it? Socks, underwear, pants. So you you do you document all this prior to putting yes. it in? Yeah, and you check them off as you do them. Socks are done. Underwear done. Culottes done. I'm assuming that terminology or phrase became kind of a colloquialism back when you had to, like, Put the water in the bin and then and bring over the scrubber and then put the, sh- you know, like the laundry list in- entailed not just dropping it in a washing machine, pressing a button and walking away. Because <laughs> that's my laundry list now is I just take the clothes and that's stick it in question. there. I'm just saying. So. It's maybe an antiquated phrase and you come up with a new one. <laughs> so. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about the release of this game, Jay. <laughs> So it was uh, originally released in Japan on the arcade, which blew my mind when I saw the cabinet. That was one of the most interesting things I think I learned. It's wild. It, I, when they showed the picture of the little candy cab, with the, it's a custom cab yeah. that has two keyboards. And I thought to myself, first of all, in this day and age, no one's touching that keyboard. No. A public keyboard in an arcade. <laughs> yeah, we might as well just, here comes COVID-2, right? electric death <laughs> Well, it was ironic because the keyboards look just like the Dreamcast, like this Dreamcast one. You mean like a beige keyboard yeah, from the late just a big beige, like <laughs> they IBM, were not. IBM uh, yeah. Series 2 keyboard. Yeah, they were, they were very, they didn't gussy up the keyboards nope. at all. They're like, let's go with the beige. Bob, grab me a couple of them keyboards. Those broken, yeah, broken cut PCs. the end off and put these Dreamcast connectors Hard-wired on. Hardwired in. Yeah, can you 
put this right into a JAMA. Can you run Connected. a dry roll screw through it? All right, here, here comes here comes John dropping the facts, right? When you took your laundry to a commercial laundry establishment, you had to make a record of what you'd sent. This ensured both that you got back what you sent and that you paid for what you got washed. And that is where the laundry list comes in. Yeah, question my shit about socks. I make a list of my socks. Yeah, when you drop them off at the laundry establishment. How many times have you put your socks in the washer and then you get you, you open the dryer and you're missing socks? First of all. Because you didn't account for the shit. First of all, all of my socks are the same color, so I can never really tell. Well, Second of all, when you say that you drop your clothes off at the laundry establishment, you mean Heather, right? So it was also released in Japan on the Dreamcast. March 30th, 2000. Cool. And it came with the keyboard. It came with the keyboard? I don't know. I'm just making that up. <laughs> so, um, that was released. I have no idea. I don't know. Then it came out in the U.S. on the Dreamcast January 23rd of 2001. Yeah. Yes. And then it came out uh, on Windows and Mac. Later in that the year. US, yeah, yeah, later that year in September of 2000. Yep. So this is a game. I remember this game more so from, I was big into computers, right? Like I was a big computer nerd at this point. Still am, but I was then too. Just like Mitch Hedberg would say, right? I used to be a big computer nerd. I still am, but I used to be too. I remember when this game came out on PC and people were like, oh my God, this is so cool, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I'm playing like Unreal Tournament and Quake 3 and shit. I'm like, I don't have time for this. Yeah. You know? So, but I never really remembered it. No, that's not true because I did, I did play this on, I burned a lot of Dreamcast games. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to bare my soul and tell people that I bootlegged Dreamcast games from Musenet. You son of a bitch. Yeah, me and everybody else in the world. But so I remember actually having the keyboard and this was one of the two reasons I had a keyboard. This and to run Linux. So yes, I did. I, I played it on both. I remember now. I was going to say I didn't, but I was like, no, I know I did. I loved House of the Dead in the arcade. I never played Typing of the Dead, though, until... Until I made you. <laughs> I'm sorry. The Typing of the Dead. The Typing of the Dead. Okay. The House of the Dead. So, tell me about the reception, Mike. <laughs> it's, it's interesting. <laughs> it's kind of all over the place. Hard to believe. I, I will say this. The Dreamcast game got very good reviews, right? Like, so IGN and GameFormer Informer both gave it a 9 out of 10. And the PC, IGN gave it an 8 out of 10. Mm-hmm. Now, other side of the ticket, PC World put it in its seven runners up for the their top 10 game hall of shame. They basically panned the shit out of it, right? This was like 2006. I don't remember when it was. 2006, I think, is when it was, though. And then Game Informer called it the weirdest game of all time in issue 180, which came out in April of 2008. Now, of course, that's before anybody could put a game up on the Switch eShop. So I think there are probably weirder games now. <laughs> yeah, it's probably a good assumption. Yeah. But, but yeah, that's a, it's just kind of a mixed bag, I think, is the way to put it. Like Some people really liked it. Some people thought it was ridiculous. And some people thought it was ridiculous and really liked it. So, yeah. Now we can find out. Oh, that was a very good rip. What? That was a good rip. Thanks. Rip. I was trying to hit the bag. You hit the bag. Nailed it. Wrong bag. <laughs> Nailed the wrong bag. Either way. All right. Time for the LGN game rating section of the show, or segment, as I would normally call it. I'm not sure why I said section. I'm going to mix this one up. 
I'm throwing a loop on this one. I yeah. know you're surprised. Oh, yeah, it's weird. So so I know we've talked about the whole swaying our, our votes and decisions and all that. <laughs> John says, search for anything waifu on the eShop. Yeah. What about the waifu? waifu uh, what's the... Uh, why the waifu uh what's why can't i think of the simulator or whatever it is anyway go on i think john should go first tonight you want john to go first yeah okay let's call him Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, the one, the only, Mr. Famicom himself, retro game enthusiast, John Young, ladies and gentlemen. Hi, John. That's um, Magmax. Doesn't get old, does it? No. Yes. (laughs) Didn't, Didn't I go first last week or two weeks ago? Ask, ask Jay. He's in charge of this segment. Talk to Jay. We, we did a different we'll, song. We'll fix it in post. That's fine. Yeah, exactly, okay. exactly. Thank you. We can't. So we're I here to talk much. about the waifu simulator. Oh, yeah. Uh, shooter? Like, which one? There's like 50 of them on there now. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. You know, that's right. I can't just say it like that. It's like saying, I like cereal. <laughs> There's just so many good ones. <laughs> exactly. I can go for some cinnamon toast. Moving food. on. Yeah. Fruit Loops. Uh, t- Typing of the Dead, I did not play the Japanese version. Uh, I did buy the Japanese version, but uh, I couldn't find uh, something to download to be able to play my Japanese version, so I had to download the U.S. version. I mean, pay full dollar price for the U.S. version. Why, of course you did, John. Why would you do any different? Yeah, yeah exactly. You are a great, upstanding uh, citizen. How, how would you even do it otherwise? I don't understand how you could. Uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it's whenever you like, you guys have VHSs. Whenever at the beginning, when it's like you're ruining lives by copying this VHS, you guys are like, "Oh my god!" Um, I couldn't do that. Money. Yeah. No. Oh my god! No, that Hollywood can't. producer isn't going to be able to feed his kids. That's right. Plus, they got copyright protection. You can't put a sheet of like a macrovision paper. <laughs> I believe it was called yeah, macrovision. Oh, macrovision is that what it's called? I think that's what they called the copy protection for VHS. I could be wrong. Well, so, John, what'd you level. think of the game? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who's moving? Uh, the, who's moving the game along now? Yeah, exactly. Uh, no, it was great. Um, so, I I hadn't played this before. I always knew it was out there, um, and uh, I like Mike uh, had a Dreamcast, but didn't have a lot of official titles. So um, I wasn't going to sell the money for the keyboard, especially since I wasn't that interested in putting Linux on it. But playing it, um, and this is a little later than uh, PlayStation era where like Resident Evil bad voice acting and hand emotions kind of uh, was like, all right, we get it. You can put voice in games, but you really can't like mocap these people. You can, um, but should you? <laughs> but... Uh, honestly, uh, the voice acting was just bad enough, and obviously somebody was having a fun weekend with it, right? They had to pick up like a case of beer and just like, all right, Andy, come in here, you're going to be Goldman. Um, exactly. Problematic, but we're going to... I know you and normally clean the windows at this establishment, but today you're Goldman. 
Well, and Goldman was the big bad guy, right? And like, uh, he was, he was like, hey, friends. Uh, yeah, so I did some evil stuff and you caught me. And, and you know what? Uh, it's now time for me to jump off. Okay, spoilers. Uh, it's now time for me to jump off the cliff. Um, That's one of many know, possible it's... endings. Three, as a matter of fact. And you know what I liked about this game? Because it was on rails, they could do so much fun, like... Uh, uh, camera sweeping and stuff that yes. really at the time they hadn't quite figured out right um, you know for like a game like Mario 64 did a pretty good job you know whatever X number of years before um, but um, it, it, there was some good cinematography uh, and, but some of the voices like uh, what was the little demon guy like uh, you know Gargoyle Quest yeah I dude. can't remember the guy with the weird they had the that horrible effect on his voice he was like a chipmunk. A chipmunk bungle. Like, a bumblebee chipmunk is what he sounded like. Yeah, and maybe he had a bit of like uh, smoking, you know, related voice issues. But uh, no, um, it was all kind of fun and campy. Uh, it was entertaining enough to skip over stuff. You didn't necessarily feel bad when somebody died. Um, but yeah, as a whole, um, a lot of fun. What I liked about the typing part was is that you had to really choose uh, what words you typed first, because just because it popped up on the screen the first time didn't mean it's what you should type first, right? There's like fast and moving enemies. That is, that um, is true. I, yes. You have to make a decision as to, is this person going to come at me fast or am I going to have to wait? Cause something else is going to come after it that I have to, that's going to come even faster. Right? Like that's, it's very, yeah, it's very true. And uh, honestly, that last chapter, uh, the future zombies, was surprisingly kind. It looked great for the time. Like I, uh, I thought, the game in general looked really good for like early. You know, I mean, early Dreamcast. There wasn't really late Dreamcast, but but right. but it, you know, <laughs> this this game came out what four mm, uh, sixteen months after the Dreamcast came out. Right, it came out in nine nine ninety nine, and this was yeah. January of two thousand one. So. It was, I thought this game looked awesome. I mean, I've, let me say this. There are a lot of games from that era that look way worse. <laughs> right. And I, I can say, and this is, uh, mine looks a little washed out, but I did use a retro bit, uh, modern S video input. Okay. Um, so maybe that's the reason because when I did see video, even the stuff behind you guys doesn't look as washed out as what I had. So, yeah, but uh, as a whole, um, I found it really enjoyable. It's a fairly short game. Um, uh, it's one of the best edutainment games I can think of. Sorry, Donkey Kong Jr. Matt. Um, but like legitimately, if like I remember in the 90s wanting to be better at typing and like playing some stupid games you could download from like AOL's like arcade section or whatever else, you know. But uh, this is one of the best um gamifications of learning that i really think that ever happened unfortunately it was mature so you had to be what 17 years old to be able to actually learn to start typing but uh um i'm gonna say for me this is a four it's a low four um just because the replayability and the fact that uh people that didn't learn how to type um, it can teach you how to type, but by the time that you learn enough to type, I don't feel like you're going to want to clear the arcade <laughs> mode. Let me let me ask you this. Did mm -hmm. you play any of the other modes? Like I talked about the drill mode. So um, the boss mode, so the three-headed uh, dragon thing definitely kind of threw me off. It moved around so much Yeah. that um, I'm reading it, 
uh, and by the time I get to the third one. So like essentially if it was one of the first two, so, and, and I think you explained this already, but essentially it asks you a question and each of the heads has an answer and you had to select the right answer. So it'd be like, uh, uh, you know, which of these lays eggs or which can fly or right. you know, something along that Which line. of these is an animal? And it would say trash bag, raccoon, and then like popsicle. And, you just, and they're all moving around right. and you have to choose the right one and type the answer, possibly with a question mark or an exclamation at the end. Uh, and that, to me, like that was maybe the hardest one, um, just because like you have to kind of get a sense of how they move around the screen. By the third one, if, so if it was the third one that I read, then I probably wasn't going to get it. Yeah. Other than that, it was pretty good. Um, I can say I, I really liked how the boss battles worked. Sorry to step back, because they they actually made it interesting, and each one had its own quirks. There's the one that was chasing you. Uh, I think it was the um, oh, it's uh, the chainsaw dude. Oh yeah, yeah. Zombie. He was yes, exactly. Like, I'm gonna grab a drink. What what was that story? <laughs> it's, uh, plus, it was early enough to where you don't like they they just throw in some of the weirdest like phrases. I can't even think of any of it. It was like uh, I think uh, I told some kids to like dig up like a cemetery. Yeah, it was something weird. <laughs> it was and super strange. I was telling Mike this earlier, like I'm really good at being able to type stuff without really thinking about it. But as I'm typing it and like remembering what I typed is like, did I just tell some kids to, uh, I gave them a treasure map in a cemetery and told them to start digging. Um, well, that and the, the crazy piece with it is even though you don't have to focus on the guy with the chainsaw, you do. And ultimately right. you don't, you just need to follow. You just need to follow the story and type what it what it's telling you to type. You, but you're so worked up with that guy with the chainsaw coming at you you're like oh god i gotta do this before he gets and you don't even have to worry about him but you just get wrapped up with him you never have to really pay attention to what's going on all you have to worry about is the words that pop up on the screen right yes but at the same time you're like if i don't type him fast enough this guy's gonna hit me with a chainsaw yeah (laughs) (laughs) and i i looked it up afterwards so once again spoilers so my first ending he did a bungee jump and then farted and I was like, surely I fucked something up. Like, I did some sort of special thing. That can't be the right it. ending. <laughs> you did a bungee it, jump I, and farted? Yeah. So, <laughs> like, uh, so there's three questions at the end. So when you beat the, the emperor, if you answer them uh, either truthfully, crazily, or lie, um, there's different endings. So the first one I got was the bungee jumping, and the second one was the Superman. So oh. Yeah. There's three different endings. That's correct. I knew there was three different Sorry. endings, but I didn't realize. I, I never actually looked to see what they were. So, so MF and Tech Box says, "What's going on on this side?" <laughs> so feel free to cut that if you don't want to spoil it for people. But at the same time, it was funny because Goldman, like, he's still like, "Hey, friends, yeah, so you got me. I'm not going to be able to destroy the world. Uh, you know, now I perform my last death scene." So, um, let me let me say this. Two things. Mm-hmm. Number one, to spoil this, people would have to listen. So we don't have to worry about that. Uh, number two. We got, we got a couple people. <laughs> number two. Valdor will listen until you send that Tetris. I'm oh, fair, fair enough. That's probably the only reason yeah. he's hanging out. Yeah, he's like, please, God, I don't want to have to endure any more of this. <laughs> number two. I want to someday play this Tetris game. I, I'm sorry, okay. but like, there's got, there, there has to be some sort of, of, I don't know, time frame set on this. This game is over statute two decades old. Yes, there's a statute of limitations on spoilers. This game is over two decades old. And you can burn it for free if you know what the fuck you're doing. Yeah. So, 
it's not my problem. If you haven't watched an hour long playthrough of this game or played it and figured out how it goes now, you've had over two decades. You can actually pull a video up of just the endings. It's like four minutes. You can. So, but that'd be spoilers, man. It's right. two decades. Nobody does that. <laughs> anyway, two decades. Go go on. So yeah. So if we got we got you down for a four point oh. Yeah. Great. It, it's a low four point oh. Uh, just because there are people that won't be able to play it because you know, my wife's a hunt and pecker. Um, that's that. <laughs> and I don't think there's a ton of replay value. Like after like a couple playthroughs, you're like, All right, I'm done with it. Although, but um, I do think that if you're but, good. no, go ahead. No, the edutainment end. I do think that there's a lot of value there that if you are a kid that your parents are like, I don't care, play the zombie game. This will teach you how to type. It yeah. will, or or be eradicated by a zombie. Oh well, yeah. You might be gutted. Yeah, yeah. At, at least as long as you don't care that your friend just died in front of you. Like I, I 100% like the new, uh, that scene that you were talking about. Uh, <laughs> nobody, like, nobody was heartbroken. Harry died. It was so funny because he just walked off all casually. Like, thanks, Harry. <laughs> like, oh, by the way, Harry is now dead. <laughs> he couldn't Maybe, hear you yeah. because he's dead. Maybe. It was just. It was so like. Was a fair like he just like was like thanks he just walked off. <laughs> maybe, maybe Harry was the asshole know it all friend that they just couldn't stand. Yeah, deep and then down. finally at the end he was nice and he was like the car's parked in a zero zero six three. And they were like, oh hey, thanks Harry. What we're a, surprised you're finally not a dickhead. What an oddly specific piece of information to provide at your deathbed. Yeah, he's he's that trophy character, right? That always is like, hey guys, we're friends, and then like everybody's like, all right. Uh, you david you know yeah we were friends until you died and then yeah. the truth came out anyway yeah it's that what the tv show trope got though anyway yeah, yeah uh that's that's where i'm at uh i honestly enjoyed it more than i expected to i can see why this game's as expensive as it is um some some company eight bit dough or something has to come out with a cheap dreamcast keyboard so more people can play this although it's a, a pc game and i'm sure you're going to get into that so yeah, there there are uh, ways there are ways to certainly we'll discuss that, but there are certainly ways you could play it otherwise. Okay. Cool. All right. Anything else? Pick up anything uh, good? You spent a lot of time consulting me. <laughs> uh, I picked up some good stuff. Uh, I completed the uh, Famicom uh, small NES Pulse line set, uh, which also then completed my small box set, which includes the. Uh, the Famicom Zapper game, so Duck Hunt, uh, Wild Gunman, and Hogan's Alley. Nice. Um, so I got all those. Pretty excited about that. Um, what else? I picked up some cool ads, like your ads, but uh, uh, nothing too nuts, though. And, uh, yeah, that's it. Nothing worth talking about. So the, the Pulse line set, before you go, I do want you to kind of elaborate so when people are listening, explain what that is. I, I've seen the, the carts and I understand, but yeah, explain what the Pulse line so, set is from Famicom. Yeah, so Famicom box, uh, if you had a box Famicom, you would see them on the side of the box. Um, essentially, it looks like a Pulse on the side. Um, like a heartbeat off of an EKG meter or something like that, like an actual Pulse exactly. from a... Yeah. Oh. It looks like mm -hmm. it's like a straight line, then it goes up and down, then it comes across. I actually didn't know that. So. And those are the Famicom's black box, essentially. So okay. There's 13 of them. Um, all came in the small box except for Devil World, which actually came in a slightly larger uh, gray box. 
Um, and uh, most of them, I'm trying to think of, so uh, Donkey Kong Jr. Mask, obviously an expensive game, no matter what region, except for apparently Hong Kong, um, because I got a great deal on that. Um, but you can't get all the tabs, also, I heard. Uh, no, no, I got all the tabs. It's great. Um, oh, good, good. I like fake because of that. But and then there's also uh, there's another game that most people don't know about. Popeye teaches English. Yes, I do know. Here. See, and this is this speaks to what I was talking about, where there are a number of games that teach Japanese speaking people how to speak English, but mm-hmm. I don't know of a single game that teaches English speaking people Japanese. <laughs> Uh, your son, maybe not Japanese, but your son's a fan of a uh, video game series, The Door Game, which yeah. you kind of teach people Spanish. Um, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But no, uh, and that, sorry, this goes back to your question earlier, and I think you touched on it uh, through my comments, but uh, it's just easier to put English characters uh, because there's only 26 of them. 27? Uh, uh, there might be an accent goo in there somewhere. I mean, I'm looking at this keyboard. It's got more than that. Uh, well, yeah, but so it, because it's representative of sounds as opposed to pictures, it's just easier. You don't have to put in 2000. There's Kony Kanda and I can remember what the other one's called, but, uh, the simplified Japanese characters will fit on a Famicom cart, but also they're going to put it over and try to sell it to the Americans. You might as well have it in English already. Yeah. You might as well, like you're halfway there. Right. And, and exactly. so Asa asked a good question. I've actually read about this a bit and I need to re- reacclimate myself, but the, the popularity of Popeye in Japan, like that mm-hmm. is one of the most, it's, it's a very peculiar thing that Japanese people have this affinity. I think that it's, you know, that's an, it's just something that's a, a North American U S base that they really like for some reason. I bet. I bet it has something to do with the Japanese base there, the American base there. I have a couple of friends that were in the Navy that actually were stationed there in Japan. So maybe it's kind of like, yeah, that's that. Oh, because he was in the Navy? Yeah, exactly. Popeye was in the Um, Navy, you know. uh, Similarly, uh, Donald Duck is super popular in Scandinavia. He's like, there's a Finnish artist that paints him in the fancy paintings all the time. That's because they all have bad attitudes. Remember how you were saying uh, we need to stay on track? Yeah, I think we're off <laughs> the rails. Maybe in like Donald Duck. Uh, yeah, the Finnish Donald Duck uh, reference. I think it's probably time to set sail on the call. What do you say? Oh, wow. Yeah. No, it's time for me to get booted off again. No, no, I'm not booting you off. <laughs> Don't no, say no, that. No, no, I, it, was, it was a bad joke. All right. Uh, yeah, is, is the uh, Mag Max ending music, is that we're going to like uh, send me off with? This? There we go. Yeah. All right, Jim. Thank you very much. Thank you, sir. Retro game enthusiast John Young, everybody. Mr. Famicom. The Famicom box himself. All right. So now I got to go next? Is that what you're saying? That's what you said. You were Robbie. I guess I can go, too. I don't know. I don't You always are concerned about you being, you feeling swayed by the other scores. I feel like I still don't know. I I think I know what my score is on this game. And I feel like I also, I also want to talk about this for a second. I feel like I scored things too high sometimes. You want me to give my score then? No, but I think I know what my score is. I'm pretty confident in what it is. And it's, it's, I'll just, I'm just going to go for it. I'm going to give this game a 4.5. Damn. Okay. And I score things high. I know that. I know I, but we, we seem to talk about things that I like a lot, even when sometimes I don't pick them, although I did pick this one. And I'm going to say it's a 4.5 because 
to John's point, not everybody can play this game. Touch typists, you, you have to be able to type to play this game. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which nowadays is much more prevalent than it was 20 years ago. 20 years ago, when this game came out, not a lot of people were touch typing. Not a lot of people were using computers. Not, not to the extent that it has permeated society to this day, where literally every person that goes into an office has a computer. You know, not every person. You know what I mean? A vast majority of people have a com- keyboard in front of them at their desk, and they, they have to learn how to type, every, you know, like that kind of thing. I feel it's kind of inaccurate. Because I think about it from, so I graduated high school in 95. You were 93. Yeah. And we had to take typing. Yes, like we, we had, had to actually take legit typing classes. We did. They don't do that anymore. Like they don't De- have Deegan to. Deegan just graduated high school. Harrison, Connor, none of them took typing classes. You don't have to because it's part of society now. You don't have to take a typing class because you have a computer at home or you've had a computer at home and you've learned how to do that from either your phone or whatever it may be. It's a ubiquitous thing now that people do. It's how people communicate. Well, we so don't teach that. They don't have to is what I'm telling you. My son never learned how to go to typing class or, or neither, neither did Harrison, but they can type. It, that's what I'm saying. The, this was new technology. We were we did it on keyboards and fucking word processors. Yeah. We didn't even do it on computers. Is no. what I'm saying. So that has permeated society. Is what what I'm getting at. So I guess I have to pay attention because I don't, I think about it from they don't have the class because when we learned to type, they taught you the proper right. I guess the secretary style of typing back then. Right. Where I haven't paid attention to my kids because they don't. They didn't have the class, so my assumption is they just go. Scarlett is 16 years old. Can she just go to town? She types. Okay. I've seen her type. Well, that was my yeah. question, because I didn't. I, I guess I, I haven't paid attention to either one of you my just, kids when they type. I never thought about it. Because when, how did you do your homework? I, you wrote it by hand. Yeah. They don't. Yeah, they do everything. I, well, yeah. They and they usually submit and, it digitally, like, yeah. you know, electronically a lot of times, too. It just depends. So, anyway, that's that's, I think when this game came out, it was less accessible to people. It is more accessible now, I really believe, because more people have that uh, connection between a keyboard and a, and a monitor yeah. where they didn't before or, yeah, or whatever it is. So that, that's, true. that's true. But I'm, I'm giving this game a, a 4.5 because I feel like... You give this fly a 4.5. Yeah, I'm giving that fly a kick in the ass. I, I really... Th- I have always been a proponent of this game. I like this game. I always thought it was fun. I enjoy the campiness. I think that it's well done, Right. I think that when you sometimes you go for irony or campy or funny and you can miss the mark and we'll talk about that a little bit in, mm-hmm. in, in the future here. Yeah. But but it I think that it always it hit kind of all those boxes. Now, again, there I can't I don't think I can give this game a five, right? Because you ha- <laughs> in order to play it, <laughs> you have to have a Dreamcast, you gotta have a keyboard, and you have to have a copy of the game, whether it's a legitimate licensed copy or not. Yeah. So the the point of entry is a little higher than normal. Okay. You can't just, I would say you can't emulate this game, but fuck you can. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You can emulate a Dreamcast and then fucking, you got a keyboard built into your computer, but you don't understand what I'm saying. This is not something you could just like, if you have a Dreamcast and you burn this, you still have to have a keyboard. Now yeah. they do make an adapter. It's called a Brook adapter or something like that. And it's, oh, yeah. it's like a $45 thing that you can hook up two yeah, Dreamcast key, two USB keyboards to a Dreamcast. Yeah. They make them for all kinds of stuff. That right. was why when I got into that, um, arcade stick yeah you can that's where i started going down the hole on those you right but but you can you you don't have to use a dreamcast keyboard nowadays in order to play this game there are adapters out there will let you use any keyboard but you still have to have a 45 dollar adapter okay and yeah. we'll talk about how much a dreamcast keyboard is when we get to collecting which it's not in there it's in my head but okay. anyway so i'm giving this game a 4.5 and i really do love this game i always i i think that you know i will get to your opinion but 
you had never played this game nope. and it's a game i love to show people because it is funny and it is campy and it's stupid but it's also it's it is and i have to say this before i finish with my review it is the most anxiety inducing game i've ever played in my life I have played a lot of games that can kind of like control your emotions or provide this like anxious feeling, right? There's nothing more anxiety inducing than sitting there and being like, oh my God, I have to type the word, you know, Papadopoulos. And then you're like, you've missed the key. Like, oh my God, the zombie's going to give me, ah! Yeah. It just, it's like this constant barrage of anxiety coming at you and it's in a good way, in a safe way, not in a, not in a bad, overwhelming, the, the world is going to eat me alive way. That, and that was, that was probably the intent, mostly the intent right. for the game. I, I like, guess I talking to the mic. I like any game that can make you feel a specific way. And this game makes me feel a specific way. Like I get that, those butterflies, like fear in my stomach where I'm like, oh my God. I get all the tinglies in my good bits. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So... <laughs> John says he's on your side about the the typing thing, but I'm going to say that kids don't need to be taught how to type nowadays. They just know how to do it because they grow up around it. They just need to be taught common sense. They don't need to be taught how to use a remote. They don't need to be taught how to, you know, like stream Netflix or any of that stuff. They don't need to be taught any of that stuff because it's part of their lives. It is just just part of society now that how things work. Yeah, true. Right? You, they just take the things for granted. Like, you don't have to go to a record store and buy a vinyl record to listen to an album. I can just listen to it anywhere. Yep. They, that's that's just part of society. So, yes. anyway, so. Majora's Mask gave me anxiety. Yeah, the prices of Majora's Mask give me anxiety <laughs> nowadays. But, but now that you know. Hey, backing up a little bit. Valdor said uh, he was talking about Popeye. During World War II, a lot of the episodes involved him fighting the Japanese. Well, I didn't know that. Don't apologize. You did not get us off track. We we do no. just fine on our own. I will also say you that just help contribute to trying to get us wrapped up and an answer. He said it feels like it might change because tablets are becoming more prevalent. Absolutely. Amy's class, they all have yeah. iPads that are assigned to them and they use them and they put them back and charge them at the end of the night. You still have to understand where the letters on the keyboard are and how to type words. That yeah. is how you learn that Q is up in the top left hand corner and T is right at your, you know. What you know, like right above your home keys yeah, or whatever the hell it is. The tablet piece I can see because most times, if and I, I have paid attention to my kids with like the iPad and stuff, they hold it like a giant phone and they type yeah. with their thumbs. Yep. So, but I'm saying you so you get that. acclimated to the interface. Yeah. It's like playing Resident uh, Evil, man. I think it's, it, it, <laughs> it's honestly, I think it's it's uh, anyway. It's it, that's probably an argument that'll go until the end of time. So my question for you is this: before we jump ahead to who yeah, else? Go ahead. Who's you know? You want me to do mine, or you want to? Uh, I mean, you know. You want to do Shizimi? What do you think? What did what did our boy Sashimi Z have to say about this game? I'm sure he probably gave it like a five. Yeah, he's a dickhead. You don't have any notes? No. Did yeah. he not give you anything? No, he didn't. Oh. All right. Hmm. Maybe we should just ask, like. Uh, one of the people in chat. We could put them in the in the infographic. You what do you what? think? You know I don't like him. So yeah, I'm good with that. All right. We didn't get anything from him in time anyway. So you know, if it, like let's say uh, Valdor, I know you're out there, right? Asa, if you have an, if you have a review of this game and you want to be in the infographic, I should be like I've never played this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a Dreamcast. I didn't even know about it until 45 minutes ago. I'm, I'm sorry. I have a job. I don't have a Dreamcast. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, let's, uh, I mean, you know, if somebody wants to throw us a, a review, toss it at us. We'll put it in there. If not, <laughs> I've never played it, but I'll give it a 3.5. Thanks, Robbie. Oh, oh no, I'm sorry. That was Asa that, that was said Asa. that. Anyway, speaking of Robbie, 
Now that we know that, we got Asa down here for a 3.5. Done. You want to go or you want Robbie to go? I can go. Let Robbie go last. All right, we'll let Robbie go last. Already, Robbie, he decided what his grade was a year and a half ago. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I... You know he was probably sitting in his room one day, and he looked at that game, and he said, yeah, we're going to play that game. I'll give it the score. That was in <laughs> if like, anybody ever that asked, was in like 2017. That was in like 2017. Yeah, if anybody ever this asks, even was even came out. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. He's just sitting there one day. He's like, if anybody ever asks, this is a 4.5. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. So, Jake, what, what did you think of this game? You, I'm going to say this. I'm going to, I've been I'm the gonna, biggest proponent. I've been the biggest antagonist I, to this game. I was just going to say, I want to start by saying, when I pr- first introduced the idea of this game to you, you immediately were like, that is fucking stupid. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. There's no way I'm ever going to like that game. Yeah. So, part of what I like about this game is when somebody comes to me with that attitude, and then I say, cool, let's play it one time. What did you think of this game? It was the stupidest fucking game ever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. No, it was... Um, but seriously, it was. It was... I didn't hate it. I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it. Okay. You didn't hate it as much as you thought you would. No, I, re- I, I legitimately thought I was going to play this for 18 seconds and be like, this is the stupidest shit I've ever played in my life. Let me ask you it this. It wasn't. Let me, that's, I'm glad to hear that. Let me ask you this. Would you say that this game won you over? Mm. Considering where you were and where you are now. Yes. I would yes. say that's winning you over. Yes. yes. That's my it opinion. Won me over. Uh, okay. All right. And I get, I 100% get your level of anxiety and that's why i brought it up when john was talking about the chainsaw guy because he's chasing you right and you you really don't have like you don't have to pay attention to shit about him but you You get so wrapped up in the game you're watching him and you're like oh my god i gotta watch this and i gotta make sure i type the right answer he's gonna kill me this game literally could just be a white screen and the words could come up and if you don't type them fast enough the game ends yes it doesn't have to have all the other stuff absolutely it literally does not matter what happens but it does, though. Yes. Like you said, they're chasing after you. You can't run. It's just like the whole car thing. Oh, it's an A0063, you say. Well, let me head right over to the parking lot and find it. It didn't matter. It was Why the you, only car. It's, but not only is it the only car, well, yeah, but you're not matter. driving to get there. You're no. not. You're just like, next thing you know, show up at a parking lot, and the guy walks right into it. Here's A0063. You didn't do anything. No. You just heard it from the guy, listened, and then instantly found it. Yeah. I didn't. I, there was there was not a piece of information I had to leverage later to, to solve a puzzle. No. <laughs> Go ahead. It was. Um, I know what you're teetering between. I liked it, I, I, but I didn't. I didn't. I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. I was. I was really in the middle of the road. Would you play it again? I don't know. I. I don't know because I. I loved the House of the Dead. The, the House arcade. of the Dead. I loved it in the arcade. It was a blast. I thought that was the funnest game. And you get all the campy. The terrible acting and their voice acting. You get all of the that. Good, the good, bad. Yes, you get all of that. The only thing I didn't... I, I agree with you and John as far as from a um, a learning game. Because it did. It made me realize I don't really type that much anymore. Like when I send emails at work, yeah. it's two or three sentences. And it's like, I need this done and this done. Thanks. And that's it. And it's like when I'm on my phone, it's a quick blip text where with that you really had to there was times i'm reading on the screen and i'm like holy shit why can't i type talk yeah because i'm trying to rush because there's a zombie coming at me you know what it did to me i usually type with like two to three fingers on each hand right Mm -hmm. i can type with all four but like when i'm actually typing like you talked about an email i'm usually using like three fingers that's basically i don't usually use my pinkies but in this i had to this this got me back to proper form to say 
oh man, I'm never going to reach that apostrophe without my, you know, or I need to get up to the, the cue and I'm never, I can't use like the yeah. third finger. I'll lose the, where I am at home and I have to be able to do the rest it, of the stuff. It's almost, um, it's, it's almost like an early version of learning Guitar Hero. Because when I first started playing Guitar Hero, I couldn't do the pinky one. You probably could. You play guitar. Yes, I, I could. I, I don't. And when I, I first learned, mean. it started out, I could only do three because I couldn't do the pinky. Yeah. So what I would do when I play, if I played it on hard, move. I would move my third finger down. And how often button. would you lose the yellow and red and green as because soon, the, you're hitting the orange well, with the your Well, the problem is, is as soon finger. as I would get it where I would fuck it up once, yeah. you're done. Yep. Where oh, absolutely. If you, when you, once you learn to play with your pinky, if you screw it up, you could still keep going. You're not going to lose it. Yeah. But that was, I, I feel like that's what it was. Um, there were things I just, when I, so after I played, I watched you play. And there was, th that was, I think, one of the things that kind of drove me down on it. If I was watching you play the House of the Dead. The House of the Dead. You get the, you get the entertainment of watching the zombies coming at you. You get the whole story with everybody. But with this, you don't because the typing box is right in the center of the screen. Yeah, I could see that. And 90% of it is blocking like the actual graphics of the game. Would you say that if you were, let's say you were a better typer, do you think you would have enjoyed this game more? No, I don't think that would have changed okay. it really. I'm just curious because I know so. I'm like a good, I'm an above average to good typer. Yeah. But, but I could see I where somebody yeah, who wasn't very would good would be it, like, would I make it three levels maybe? Did I even make yeah, it Yeah, I don't think you made it that far. So I know I made it to the third boss. Maybe. And I should was that the one with the, the dragon heads? I don't remember which don't one it was. Whichever one that was, you're like here. Yeah, I can't read. Yeah, I, was like, I can't out. read the question and answer it and type it before I get bit by some stupid ass dragon. <laughs> anyway, but, but no, I just it's, it it definitely wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Well, I'm glad to hear that. It's not that is the I guess that is kind of the other downfall piece is it's not a from what you do in the functionality it's a different game. But it's the same game as House of is the House of the Dead. The House of the Dead. They're the same games, other than how you're functioning on it. Well, technically, it's two. Well, yeah, House of the Dead two. The House of the Dead two. Thank you. So I mean that that was kind of a it, it was the it's a different game, but then it's not right because it's the same bosses. It's all the right. same. Right. You like I've yeah. seen all this. It's yeah. just a different interface. Yes, I get what you're saying. So so let me ask you this: If you were to rank this game. <laughs> let's say on a on a score basis let's say that you have the score is 0.5 to 5.0 in 0.5 increments i can't go like a 3.3 you can but i'll just round it up okay so tell me what you think of this game from a from a rating perspective let's say in the lost joystick network game rating perspective <laughs> you're really trying on this one Look at the sarcasm i'm pretty thick no yes 3.0 3.0. 3.0. 3.0. Okay. I like that Asa has never played it, yet he ranked it higher. <laughs> no. Maybe, <laughs> maybe if he played why, it, he, he would make it a 3.0. Yeah, exactly. He's like, I type with my thumbs. This shit Their sucks. boxes were in the way of the cool graphics. Yeah, no, I agree with that. That's why I only gave it a 4.5. That chainsaw dude was the precursor to Uncharted. I want to play. I'm going to play those games. Those are next. I'm, I'm playing. Oh, yeah, because you got four, I'm, Well, I'm playing Horizon. Oh, I didn't even talk about that. Yeah, Oops. you didn't. <laughs> hey, real quick. Cat out of the bag. Yeah. So, uh, hold on. <laughs> collecting update. I forgot to mention that I got a PS5 with Horizon Forbidden West in it. <laughs> so, yeah. And back to the episode. <laughs>
By the way, so I'm if anybody wants to add me on PlayStation Network, my screen name is Mpits. M P I T T S. By the way, I'm offended. You think I don't have a Dreamcast? Oh no, I absolutely think you have a Dreamcast. Yeah. I just would assume you wouldn't have Typing of the Dead because <laughs> it's not that good of a game. Yeah, I, John's happy he's not the lowest score, by the way. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> he got railed on for the whole Kung Fu debacle. Well, that's and, because he had terrible taste on Kung Fu. Yeah, what can I say? Let's call... The birthday boy. Yeah, well, soon, hour and, I mean, two hours and 15 minutes for him, but yeah, let's give, a, let's give a Robbie a call here. I feel like we should play the birthday song by the Beatles. I don't have that available. Oh, you suck. Also, who, who are they? What is that? You Go suck. ahead. Yeah. Ahoy, hoy. And now, from the Windy City, Chicago, Illinois, hailing from Gurney, Illinois, the one, the only, a bits from Mr. Robbie Coleman. Really working on that intro for you, bud. Yeah, I like how you flipped in uh, Gurney, Illinois. There, that was a, <laughs> a little Easter egg on my uh, normal intro. That's right. I figured I'd toss in like just just a, a little bit of personal information so people can uh, find yeah, you yeah. and kill you. I'll still give him. Yeah. I'll, I'll still give it the music. So, Rob, Robbie's music's great. We need to find John something that's going to be in his wheelhouse. I think my intro for Robbie or for John was better than Robbie's. Than your intro. For I, I'm going to tell you right now, it's going to be tough to top. That music. That is the the, the music. I, yes, I think. But I'm saying my intro that I just gave for John a few minutes ago, I think was better than the intro you just gave Robbie. Number one, I'm you're wrong. Okay, I think we so, should have a vote for that. Can we make a vote? We need to make a vote infographic for that. I, all I can say is this: you can't compete with that music. You can't take the music out. The, the intro, just the intro. I'm dissect. I'm dissecting this. First of all, no, you're wrong. My intro is better than. I'm, it's very nice uh, that you think that. Robbie, hey guys. Robbie what do you What's think? <laughs> <laughs> Robbie, what do you think about the intros? And we were, we were going to argue until it's your birthday. When you're done arguing amongst each other. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, John says he votes for Jay, of course. Anyway, uh, Robbie, how you doing, bud? I'm all right, man. I, I, um, I'm sorry I missed the last one. I've been a busy boy lately. so That's okay. How's crap work? and all these extra events. Crap work was phenomenal. That's all I've we never seen know, them. We didn't we didn't know what to expect, but it was phenomenal. They knocked out of the park. That's so. funny. I, nice. I went and saw Beck years ago, and I, when I went to the show, I was like, I'm not really sure how this is gonna go. Is this gonna be him sitting there with a the guitar? And it was one of the greatest shows I ever saw in my life. <laughs> so you just I never know. The same way. I kind of yeah. like I was like it's gonna be his four guys standing at like podiums with synthesizers like the whole time, but it was but it was awesome. still amazing. Whole video. Yeah, there's a video thing going on behind him. It was Great. basically typing of the dead, but they had actual keyboards, not computer <laughs> keyboards. <laughs> yeah, exactly like that. <laughs> it was just like typing. They of the could have put straps around their next day. <laughs> Keytars. They, they used to have those, you know, like the, the, for the keyboards. And yeah, the, yeah, the funky yeah. Cold Medina. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, wow. so, uh, so uh, tell me a little bit of what your thoughts are on this game. Well, first of all, I want to clear the air here that. Um, I'm glad you guys actually picked a game that I fucking played <laughs> because the past two times you guys keep picking games and I'm just like, never played it. Don't have time to play it, but I'm going to rate it anyway. And that's, then I, 
I get shit on for it now. You <laughs> that doesn't play, play games and just is on a podcast. I think we need to have some more collaborative meetings about that, what will be what I'm next. At, you guys are yes. dictating that shit. No, I'm just like Gex. What's a Gex? I don't know. Can we, can we put I, a pin on that for the Monday meeting? Let's let's do this. Parking lot. That let's let's all let's all agree. <laughs> That we have not determined the subject of the next game, and this is a good part of the reason why. I want to be more inclusive as it relates to that. Generally, we leave it to the guest, or we just have a list that we kind of pick from. I don't, I don't necessarily want to pick the game because I'll generally pick something I like, and that's that's boring. So, I, I want to leave it up to the four of us to determine what the next subject will be. And if if we can even agree during the show, that's fine with me. Are we going to call John after we're done with Robbie? Oh, no, Stowe? you can text it up to us in the box there. And Robbie, Robbie can too. Says no, <laughs> no, he had his chance. <laughs> also, I mean, the Phalanx episode almost got me to play my copy of Phalanx, but now the ship has sailed and it's probably going to sit in the in the queue for another year or two before yeah. I fire that. Bad boy. <laughs> Asa, Asa says we still have to have the rarity watch party. We really do have to put that on and rail the shit out of it. I don't want to. We're not doing that. Why not? I mean, I don't really care. You guys can do it. I just don't want a mystery science theater in my own shit. So if you guys... No, like, you got... That would, that would be even better. That's even funnier. You're like, I don't know what the fuck I was even talking about here. Like, that would be great. Are you kidding? I just don't want to start any beef, man. I, I don't, don't even wanna, have that I want a clean any... break. You know, I need a clean break. Yeah, yeah. I know what you think. I got anyway. your back. I got your back, man. I can take out. I can take uh, out. Oh, Jesus. Back to the <laughs> game. <laughs> so I didn't... I'm joking. I'm still I'm getting to that. Um, I'm just catching up here because I was not in the last show and I'm being narcissistic because it's my birthday tomorrow. So, um, Phalanx, yeah, I blew it on that one. Gex blew it on that one. But I did beat Kid Icarus. That's nothing to do with anything we're talking about here, but that was like a little bucket list achievement for me. I felt like I should share it. Let the me, world should know. Try let me that shit like five years ago. Let me say this. <laughs> number Number one. <laughs> We have a stunt double that we could like Valdor makes a good point. We could bring the stunt double on and have him be the person that rails on you instead for, oh, for the movie. Now, number two, that is no small accomplishment. I beat Kid Icarus as a kid, and man, I had to draw maps and I had to remember like, okay, yeah, do not do not fucking go down this. Like, be ready to fucking yeah. go right back up when the eggplant dickheads. Okay. One of the worst yep. fucking enemies in any fucking Nintendo game ever. The Eggplant yep. Wizards. I can't fucking stand them. And then I remember beating the game. And I, okay, I want to let you. I'm sorry. I'm, I don't want to take away from your. No, no, discussion. go ahead. No, uh, you're fired tell, up, man. Roll. No, <laughs> tell tell me tell me what you thought about the game and, and like real quick the kid Icarus. Give me the pocket kid Icarus uh, dissection of how the game played and ended. It starts off extremely difficult where you're like it's like off-putting and you're like god this sucks and i think that's kind of why i never like you know went all in on it in the past i would fire it up and get irritated and shut it off but once you power up a little bit get your life meter boosted your little weapons and shit the game gets gradually easier but the dungeons are a bitch because of mr eggplant guy and no maps and, uh, and this was not no as well vetted out you know i i think i must have just gotten lucky because i just would explore the right way and then like stumble upon the boss i'm like oh I'm here. Like I didn't do the whole fucking yeah. exploration of the dungeon. I just like picked some right paths, and I was like, "I'm rolling with this. We're good." Like I don't, I don't need to do the hundred percent shit in these dungeons. I'm just gonna fucking go there and, and blast through it. I'm gonna say this: 
this game was not as well vetted out as Metroid. Very similar in no, structure, no, no. like especially when you got into those dungeons and having to get to the bosses <laughs> and all that stuff. But you could get on, get in a book or Nintendo Power and find out how to get there. Kid Icarus, it wasn't that easy. <laughs> I, that's right. why I had to draw my own maps. Anyway, Which is funny yeah, from the cartoon yeah, perspective. No, I, I agree, but I definitely got the same feels uh, playing Kid Icarus. So I did playing like Metroid, like yep. that era. Of that's why I love the, it. The sound effects. Yep, the music, just the way it's designed. I'm like, man, this is so good. I'm I, glad I like finally went through I, with it. You know, I love that game. It is one of the games that I remember, along with Metroid, just really opening up my brain as to what a video game could be. Very early yeah. on in my experience with NES, so that that's funny. So tell me, how when that game ended, how did you feel? I felt pretty damn accomplished. Um, it didn't seem that long, which you got rolling on. I think I had three sittings total. To yeah, it's probably about. I don't know. I felt good because I was just like, man, it just seems like. Uh, I've blasted through fucking 300 and other 300 plus other NES games. Why have I overlooked like a first party classic that like just been sitting in my shelf for it, decades? I, I felt like the end of that <laughs> yeah. game when you fought the big Medusa head. I was like, that was oh. the easiest shit I've ever done in my life. Yeah, oh, was yeah, yeah. I found a sweet spot in that. Right, you just find the spot standing. and you sit yeah. there. Yep. There was so yeah. there, you're like nothing's gonna get me. I'm just gonna share and shoot until it's dead. Yeah. I thought that was so yeah, crazy. That's true. That's that was. I think that was just for show to have a giant like boss takes up the whole screen. Which was kinda pretty like the, cool. Kind of like the, the fucking heart at the end of Contra. It's just like sitting yeah. there and you blast it, you know. Yep, that's fair. But, but alright, uh, well, cool. Anyway, so anyway. tell me more about <laughs> back to no, no. the topic at hand. No, no, no. no. It sounds like we're doing Kid Icarus next week. Or next yeah, me. Well, okay. 5.0, so spoiler Icarus, alert. I, okay, so I beat, I beat Kid Icarus and then a few days later I beat that ass in Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3 against <laughs> you. Hey, Mike. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Robbie Robbie goaded me into getting on Fight Cade and fighting him. <laughs> like the first time basically ever I got on Fight Cade and played him. And he's like, I beat you in Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3. And I'm like, I don't even think my buttons are set up right. <laughs> I had no idea I what was going see on. The proof in the pudding when he's here and you guys oh, are actually I'd, on hey, the arcade. Man. I got no, bad news. I mean, to, to Mike's credit, like, A, he took a round on me in MK2 because he mysteriously made a screen name, signed on, and just, like, challenged me, and I didn't even know it was him. And this, I remember playing this guy, and I was like, this guy is, like, fucking, like, kind of rudimentary MK2 skills, but he, like, got a, got a match on me, and I was like, fuck. I was, like, a little pissed about it. And he called me, like, hey, that was me. <laughs> was like, oh, all right. Well, I don't feel as pissed off about it, but then. That was funny. But yeah, yeah, and I, I beat that ass in UMK3. But yeah, come on over, played at the house. Yeah, you, I mean, you, you it seemed like you were playing me like I was the AI. So I think you need to learn to play humans more. No, yeah, it was it was mm, some of it was like not being able to execute things the way I wanted to. It was just like you know how you like you get into an environment. And you you understand the environment like okay this like I have to push in a very specific direction to get to do this or whatever it is that yeah. I was it was I was used to playing it on my arcade I came downstairs and plugged it into the MK stick which is not quite the same thing and I was like it, it, things weren't translating as quickly and look like it literally said this is like the third time I have ever played on the thing ever and it was all in the same night so I'm just I'm not making excuses I'm just saying it was a little different so I'm more than happy no, to is. play it Galloping there, Ghost. There's definitely, def, definitely latency on there. Yeah. It, 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 is. It's it just, it just it was a different feel. So, But anyway, I, I wasn't going to bring any of that up, but you, since you brought it up, I did. I, I think did, some of that you know. probably makes sense too, though, because you haven't played other people in a long time. And like you play mm. me, well, but the like reason me I and Harrison. Say that is you kept, 
the reason I say that is because you kept fucking trying to spam the robot smoke, like teleport punch. I'm like, that's what you do when you play against a computer. Mm, it is, but that's not why I was doing it. <laughs> and oh, sometimes okay. All right. the All biggest, right. the biggest problem was I couldn't execute it fast enough. And that's like, there were times when I, I, was, I was like, okay, I should be teleporting and it didn't do it. And then I'm like, well, that would have been the difference between winning and losing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that kind of thing where yeah. you're like, fuck, I, would, I had you right where I needed you, but it didn't teleport or something. And it's like, okay. So I just had to kind of learn it. That's all. And again, I'm not I, making excuses. Congratulations. And I just, uh, you know. <laughs> it's a test run, man. It's a test run. Yeah, I just wanted yeah. to say I, I beat that ass. That's all. <laughs> well, we beat each other at each's favorite game. Yeah, true. true. <laughs> so I guess we'll find out next month how it really Oh, I hope. Out. Yeah. I hope so. Um, yeah, I think uh, before we get into the game, which obviously we're never going to do, we're <laughs> um, I, I think the plan is in August that we will potentially drive to you and in turn, uh, you know, go straight to KC, depending on how it all goes. Jay's talked about potentially going. I'm in. Uh, I'm on board. So, you know, uh, right. you know, yeah. like, we'll talk. And I know that we're also talking about having you come out for the CCAG in Cleveland. So I'm still down for that. I know that you had some concern or not concern, but I, I should say, you know, you weren't quite sure if you'd be able to pull it off. So, you know, that's that's still on the board. Uh, it's a possibility. So, okay. yeah. But anyway, yeah, yeah. tell me about this game that we've talked about now. <laughs> oh, you mean Terminator and the Sega CD that I ordered a few weeks ago? Yeah. <laughs> Did you also beat that? I did. That game nice. is fucking awesome. That game That's is really awesome. good. It's I enjoy gotta that be game. like top top tier Sega CD game. I can't think of fifteen games. CD games, Sega CD games that are better. Right, right. <laughs> I can't, and I like Sega I CD. Know. I'm a I'm an apologist for that co- console, but yeah. yeah. Anyway, anyway, um, so typing of the dead. The typing of the dead. I have played this game. One of my buddies, um, he does a music project called Equip, it's like video game. Vaporwave E music. Yeah. Uh, he has an Instagram, World of Equip. He's a big console nerd slash peripheral nerd slash what you know. He does SCART cables, upscalers, fucking whole night. He has an FM Towns Marty. He's a fucking just every console you can think of. You know, yeah, he's that yeah. guy. He, but he uses like flashcards for everything. But he just kept hyping this game to me. Like you got to come over and play Typing the Dead. Because whenever I come over, we always try to dive into like the weirdest shit or like. Right, social game. Like he's he's the guy who I actually played like the eight player Saturn Bomberman with. Right. He just, yeah. He, he had it all set up for us. We're like, well, fucking, let's do well, it. If all I have to do is show up and play it, then I'll do it. <laughs> yeah. So he's he, yeah he's the one also who recently consoleized a Virtual Boy into a TV, and we we're playing like a hack of like nice. Fighter Two. Yeah. So anyway, speaking of consoleizing. Oh yeah, yeah. We can get into that, but um, <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, no, I'm going to. I just. Keep going, type in that. We can talk about the consoleizing of my Neo Geo board because I I've been trying to call you about that for the past few days, but we haven't got a hold of each other. That's not a podcast. We will problem. we will discuss later offline, but anyway, yes, I will anyway. help. So, uh, yeah, I, I on one of our random gaming nights where I was over there, and we he's like he had two uh, I'm pretty sure Japanese Dreamcast keyboards queued up for us, so we did co op, and it was fucking awesome because we both are proficient enough at typing right i imagine it would suck horribly if you didn't know how to type that's but what that's i was saying was, but, but, but we knew how to type yeah I, you know i did my home row and all that shit in high school the- and uh <laughs> <laughs> i don't have to look at my hands you know i can just look at the screen and just type fast so it's a fun game it's like a rail shooter but you're just typing instead and it's a, such a fucking weird idea they just threw at the wall and 
got greenlit. Got greenlit so hard they made a fucking arcade machine out of it. They like, originally that, that, it was originally an arcade game. <laughs> that blew my mind. I mean that that kind of makes sense because Sega was always doing like these. I don't know. They're just kind of taking chances on machines and stuff when they were doing that. Right. Yeah, that Sega kind of had quirky games in general. I feel like, but yeah, you know. like Altered Beast. <laughs> yeah, I like that one. So, yes, fun game. I do like the campiness. I agreed with you. I like the fact that all the characters in the game have little Dreamcast on their back, like backpacks, like proton packs, but they're just little Dreamcast consoles. I'm not going to lie. That is what sealed the deal for me. When I first, so when I first saw or played this game, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Are yeah, you fucking kidding me? It's, it's such a stupid detail, right? But it's like, it yeah, makes the whole like, thing. Yeah, it's just like they're just not taking themselves seriously. They're just letting you know what's yep. going on here. Exactly. Like, well, exactly. We, we are self-aware of how campy this is, and yep. we're just going to fucking... I'm going to tell you. Know, you. ...fall through on that. I, I'm going to tell you. I've, I've never done a cosplay. I want to dress up as James. I'm just going to wear a gray suit and strap a... <laughs> uh, seriously, strap a Dreamcast to my back, get a keyboard, and that I'll be fucking... We'll be typing of the dead. You can be... Not Harry. He dies. Whoever the other guy is. <laughs> I ripped up the page with his name on it. Gary. I don't know. James. Yeah. No, I said James. Anyway, go ahead. So, with that being said, the campiness, the I, I don't know, the overall vibe, the, the niche factor of it, um, I as a social oddity, I think it's fantastic. Would I want to play this by myself over and over? Probably not. So, I guess it does belong in like in the arcade. It does make sense. That it's like an arcade, sure. Game, in Japan, because in America, no one fucking do that. I feel like, but like people can barely read here, much less type. Exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> they would just pound their fists on the keyboard and walk away. <laughs> I lost. No, I didn't. have won. <laughs> uh, I, I originally had four in my mind, a four and then like now I'm feel like I'm being influenced by your view. But like the more I think about it, as a social oddity and like a niche thing, I give it a four point five. Four point five. It's just it, it's, a, it's a crazy idea that just worked, and it's cool. And like if you, I, most people that you talk about it with that know what it is, are like you like it's fucking awesome because it's just so weird and yep, it's a cool little part of video game history from that era. It's just this cool thing that I don't. I just I don't. I, it's just like you said. It's like this oddity well, thing. Why? Why? I want to know why. And I, like, that's what I wanted to all. know when I was researching this game. I was trying to figure out like. Who, Who came was the up guy with the concept? Like, hey, I got an idea, guys. <laughs> exactly. Let's That's what I want to know. Take, let's take. And there's a million other games we have on our, you know, license under Sega, but let's take this game and implement keyboards. Yep. It. I don't understand it. Like fuck Virtual Fighter and you know whatever. Let's just do pop, typing of the dead. <laughs> and they did. All yeah. right, cool, man. So I think that is all I have to say about that game. I don't have anything else, really. Um, Robbie Coleman, everybody. Bob Newhart, yeah. everybody. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, so I guess the, que- I I, I guess the question lies, we'll put you on the spot, and John, you can type, too. Yeah, you can give me... What, what's the game? Wait, what? what, what's the next game? It's, oh, obviously, your guys it's obviously Kid Icarus. <laughs> oh, I don't want to do Kid Icarus. I know, I know. I'm just kidding. It was a joke. No, I don't know. I'm staring at a shelf of games, and they'll just kind of blend together once you have so many titles sit in front of you. I'll think of it. If you want to put in the ball in my court, I'll we'll, think we'll, of we'll collaborate. Yeah. 
Yeah, we'll figure something out. We can just post it online. We should, we should definitely all revisit that bad Gabe thing because I feel like we just kind of ran out of time. Oh, we will. We absolutely. It's on the list. That's on the list. I saw that and I was like, that's cool because I feel like there's many bad games out there to keep talking about. Valdor says Clax and and John says I'm down for Clax. It's funny. I was playing the old Turbo Express with the big screen on it now, and that was the game. Uh-huh. I was like, I'll play Clax. <laughs> Clax is good. But it's not like, I don't know how much we could talk about it, but I, I love Clax. I, used to play, I rented that from the video store back in the day and stuff. So. Yep. Well, maybe it'll be Clax. Uh, well, I think we should hit up, uh, God, I always pronounce his fucking name wrong. Sorry, Milwaukee Retro Gamer. Kalen. You got Kaylin, it. Kalen. 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 I, I, I hit him up on the side asking if he wanted to do an Arkanoid episode. And he was like, yeah, when? Oh, we'll do it. No, I'll, I'll talk to him. He might be, maybe that's what we do in two weeks. I'll talk to him. Arkanoid. Arkanoid would be good. Great yeah. game. Everybody kind of likes it in their little group, and uh, there's a million offshoots. They're all fun and interesting. So, what about a Genesis game? We just did a Moonwalker, right? Matteo was here. If you want, yeah, it's been a couple months now. Uh, yeah. We can do yeah, fucking fucking Genesis game. Whatever. I, th- I threw out Altered Beast earlier. And... I got a lot of those. I got Altered Beast would be cool. Anyway, we'll we'll get to that. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll the four of us can talk about that offline. Anyway, all well, right. Anything offline. else? Any any other? Questions, concerns. I, I, I know you did a good old. So give me the 90 second story of your garage sale slash pickup. Oh, uh, okay. I, A, I tabled a flea market in my hometown of Wadsworth, Illinois <laughs> with uh, the old homie, uh, Cartmageddon. Yep. I have an autographed cartridge of his. It's a one on one. Yeah. That's right. I sold a shitload of stuff. Some of your VHS tapes from the leftover from the last box that we talked about in the last yep. episode. That was fun. Uh, did well there. Packed up early because it was kind of slowing down. And I headed out of town and at like 3 p.m. on like a Saturday afternoon, just heading down the main road to go back to the highway, to go back to Chicago. There was like a barn, farm-ish residence that had like a yard sale going on and I was like, yeah, I'm fucking so tired. I don't want to do that. But then I could see the green plastic from a distance. I know that yeah, green. It's Microsoft uh, green. Yeah, from those fucking games, the green cases. And I was like, oh, there's games. I gotta stop. So, pulled over, walked to the table, and the guy had old school pricing. He just said $5 a piece. I was like, cool. So I literally did the dickhead move and fucking did the price charting thing on every single game because I don't know too much about Xbox. And I was like, well, this one's twenty bucks. This one's thirty. This yep. one's fucking forty. Yep. And I was like, uh, this is these are the games I'd like, sir. And he was like, oh, uh, this is gets interesting. I didn't explain this in the Instagram post, but he was like, oh, uh, the, the discs are inside. I have to run and grab them and then like pop them in and I'll bring them back back out. I was like, okay, weird, but okay. Maybe he just had them in a one of those case logic books and just been too lazy to take them out. Right. So he went in, uh, like two Wii U games in that pile too, that I pulled, uh, I think it was NES remix. And then, um, Kirby's dreamland collection, which is like a hundred dollar fucking Wii game. Mm-hmm. Five bucks. Anyway, he goes inside, comes out the stack of games that, and he goes, all right, a hundred bucks, man. And which is the math was right. It added up to, to that the 20 games. And I was like, okay, cool, man here. Let me just make sure some of the discs are good. Opened it up. Some of the discs were fine. Paid the man. I was like, you got anything else? He's like, yeah, got some Game Boy stuff. Ran back inside, came back out, um, had, sold me a Game Boy lot for 50 bucks, which had three Game Boy Advance systems in it. A Game Boy, a Game Boy Color, 
uh, Link's Awakening, Metroid Samus Returns, Pocket Bomberman, a fuckload of good DS games, like loose ones, but like, you know, like Harvest Moon and some Atlas Dude, RPG, whatever. I have you seen how much fucking Metroid 2 for Game Boy goes for now? It's like yeah, $40. I, I know. I, I have I a copy. I'm like, what? Because when I was buying these things, I was like looking at it with my old old brain. I was like, oh yeah, Metroid 10 bucks. Oh, you know, yeah, it's a $10, $15 game. Yeah, I got yeah. home and looked it up and I was like, whoa. Yeah. This is a really good score. I, you know, it's, I haven't had one like that in a long time. So, yeah. And then lastly, I was like, then he was like, oh, do you, I got a PS2 inside too. Ran back inside again. Came out with a PS2 Slim and a few games and gave me that for 20 bucks. So overall, it was a fantastic score. It's spending 175 bucks. <laughs> you just reminded but me. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. The, go ahead. Thing, the thing with the, the discs, the reason I'm coming back to that, because when he was inside running to grab, I think, the PS2 shit, I started looking at the games. I was like, wait a minute. One of these Wii U games isn't here anymore. I was like, wait, I didn't fucking pluck Assassin's Creed games for Xbox One. I would never pay more five bucks for these <laughs> because that's what they're fucking worth. I'm not yeah, going to exactly. buy them if I'm, if I'm like going to resell these things. So like he came back out, I was like, Hey bud, like what's up with the, what's the deal here? Di- di- different than the ones I handed you. And he's like, no, those are the ones you picked. I was like, Oh, here we go. And then he, I was like, no man, there's definitely, I did not grab these Assassin's Creed. He's like, yes, sir. That, those are the ones you picked. And I was like, God, I, Why I are really you doing this. Do- why I don't want to argue too much because I basically the Kirby game was still in there and I was like, fuck, I think it's a hundred dollars. I don't care what this, what fucking three card Monty's guy is trying to do to me. But like <laughs> as long as some of the games of value that I cared about were still in there, which they were. Yeah. And, but it kind of, it got kind of awkward. Cause then I was like, Hey man, I don't want some shady shit going on. Now I have to check all these and open up every single one. And maybe like, what, like what other games did you switch? Also, there's a Wii U game missing from here. And he's like, Oh yeah, that one, um, couldn't, couldn't find a disc. So I was like, you just didn't feel like mentioning that when you Should came back out. You, brought said, it up. you just had a hundred, you just had a hundred dollars, sir. Like as if you brought the same stack out. Yeah. Got a little weird. Cool. It got heated. And then like, I was getting a little, not angry, but I was getting pretty tense. I was like, that's not, that's kind of dishonest, man. Like, but whatever. Yeah. He's gotta, like, gotta well, go. take, it was getting weird. And then like, eventually he fessed up. He's like, uh, yeah. So my brother would have killed me if I sold you that Pikmin three for the Wii U. Then so just say like, that. I was like, you should have fucking said that. I was like, dude, you should have said that. We're like, adults here. You're not nine years old. Yeah, you made it weird. Anyway, that's you funny. Like, you just, were you like, do I? Anyway, do you know who I am? But as I was as I was leaving, he was like, I had like a fucking arm, two armfuls, you know, or both my arms are filled with games. Yeah. And I was like, all right, later, man. I just paid him a shitload of money, and he was like, hey, did you get any free jam? Yeah, like, we're on the, we're on peach farm. and strawberry yeah. rhubarb. Yeah, and my I was two like, favorites. No, I, I was like, "Fuck yeah!" I I literally just polished off the fucking uh, the peach one just now. That's the awesome. Rhubarb, I bet it was good. Rhubarb. Yeah, they were both good. Good, but um, yeah, that was the pickup, and I'm now <laughs> I have I've replenished some uh, inventory for tabling again because yeah. I was kind of like, "Well, I'm running out of shit now because I sold all the stuff at the flea market." You just triggered something in my brain. I went to the I went to a garage sale myself on, on Friday, and I picked up a bunch of stuff. I wound up getting a PS ten a PS two with a guitar and like eight games for ten dollars. I got a bunch of Wii U games in a box, Half Life two, the small box for fifty cents each. And then I wound up picking a a Wii U tablet controller and a Wii with all the cables for twenty dollars. And wow. I bought four 
wireless Xbox One controllers and one wired Xbox controller for $30 total. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, and, oh, I found a bunch of computer parts, too, which you never find. Like, this one woman was like, oh, you know, like, my husband used to build computers. I picked out a, a copy of, um, it was an OEM copy of Microsoft Windows XP X64 in the, in the case with the, uh, with the code and the sticker. That sells for a hundred bucks. I got it for a dollar. <laughs> so yeah, wow. Don't ever overlook right. Windows XP licenses. And this was X sixty four, which all the nerds want now because it was the fastest version. Blah blah blah. But it was just so funny. I was like, you just triggered my brain that I went to a garage sale and picked up a bunch of stuff. Well, I forgot. Let me just say here to to conclude that yard sale pickup. I don't have finds like that anymore. Like I mean, I have you know you remember like my Instagram from years ago. I'd be going out like hard like every weekend. Yeah. Like, yep crazy pickups of like all these lots like that's not happening anymore in the city of chicago every time i go to a fucking yard sale it's like literally oh you're the you're the eighth person to ask right not just the fucking second or third like oh yeah you're like the tenth guy to ask i'm like what yeah i'm like fucking i'm like here on time yeah someone come knocking on your door last night like anyway they did (laughs) just gotten fierce to the point where i've like basically stop going out Saturday morning is all hard. Now I just literally stop at yard sales. If I happen to be driving past. Yeah, I know in my, in my normal, in my normal life, I don't go out of my way because gas prices are so fucked. It's tough. I'm not going to drive around the city, just burning gas, getting like yep. backboard by a bunch of other reseller dudes. So probably, so, probably very expensive in the bad dudes I got van. a very, <laughs> I got a very old. Yeah. That van is not fucking good on mileage. It's the man, bad dudes all. van. Yeah. Not, it, not just any van. van. The, the BDV. Van. The BDV. Yep. so that that yard sales fine at 3 p.m on a saturday was indicative of you know geographical location i think it had to had to be had to be so and also it was down the street in the flea market where people where where game collectors came and bought games for me like did you motherfuckers not drive past how did you not go right past this place i don't know man i'm just Uh, like i don't know i don't know maybe he brought him out late in the day because he's a lazy guy. I don't know. Doesn't matter. Maybe, maybe. I got him now. But uh, yeah, that's, that's about it. The only other thing that's happened in my life that's remotely cool pertaining to video games since I last was on here was I was texting about it. Uh, I was at the Raw Thrills arcade headquarters. Uh, which yeah. Is yeah, which is in Skokie, Illinois, because I did a job where uh, I did pick up a few machines for Logan Arcade with my boss and the owner of the arcade himself and uh yeah we went to the raw thrills which is responsible which is if anybody doesn't know it's a company that is uh, i think it's joint operated or joint owned by um a eugene jarvis and the you know famous arcade game creator who made defender and yeah all all kinds of crazy shit um you know smash tv whatnot and this dude, fuck, man, I'm an asshole because I can't remember his name. It's Andy, Andrew Eloff. Yeah, he, he is responsible for developing um, the DCS sound system, which is in, like, all the cool Midway games. It's in my Mortal Kombat 2 game. <laughs> right. I see I the logo all the time. I think that was literally the first game that used the DCS sound system. He didn't create it, but he helped develop it along the way or something. But we had lunch with that guy. He gave us a tour of the whole facility. So, like you know, all these games that were like in production that aren't even out yet. Yeah. It was cool to see all that shit and, you know, but yeah, I mean, a cruising blast was in there, like a whole upright and all this other shit. That's the only cool thing that happened that pertained to video games. But I thought it was cool. I don't know. 
nice. I'll say the rest of the world, the rest of the world would think that's is cool. But the, like the thing with Chicago is that like there's so many of these like uh, industry dudes still kicking around here. Oh, of course, it's where it all. Yeah, it's where it all happened. A lot of office, yeah. A lot of it happened here, and a lot of offices are still here, like Stern Pinballs and Elk Grove, like yeah, Konami, Konami offices still in like Wooddale, and like EGM was based out of Lombard, Illinois. I uh, was telling somebody the other day, so all that shit's still around, yeah. so, but it's like right under our noses, and I didn't even I didn't even know that, that shit was so close to us. So until like we were like, I was assigned the job today. I was like, oh, okay, Pre- pretty well, awesome. You- well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna cut you loose. We got to get to the other half of the show, <laughs> which will not be the other half. I'm joking, of course. That's a, yeah, what, that's a joke. What, but. Oh, I see. That's the joke. That's that's the joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, sir. Now that uh, I, I have to uh, requeue this up because we're gonna do it's that. not that we can't. No, it's no, no. You're, it's not that. I'm just, I was just joking. So. But thank you for joining us. Hey, bits from Mr. Robbie coming, everybody. You have a good night and have a happy birthday, my friend. Happy birthday, buddy. Thanks. I think I'm just going to leave him. I'm going to leave him on the phone so he can just, like, nobody's going to know he's there. And he's just going to pop in later and be like, yeah. (laughs) And be like, whose voice was that? We won't even, like, acknowledge, like, yeah. You want to just do that? You want to just sit on the phone while we talk? Yeah, I don't give a shit. I'll do that. <laughs> All right, it's that's my birthday, fine. Man. I'll do what I want. That is exactly right. That's all right. You're staying on. <laughs> so hang up anytime, but you can stay on as long as you like. All right. So we got to get to the collecting. I'll do the yeah. collecting. Uh, we- yeah. <laughs> man, I would say that was too soon, but it wasn't. I laughed so hard. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Legacy, blah, blah, blah. I can't even read my own notes. Okay. I'm going to talk a little bit about... You always skip the legacy. You did last time, well, There wasn't anything to write last time. It was Phalanx. What was the legacy? There was an old guy on the cover. He died. Birtle. Yeah, Birtle Valley. Birtle so, Valley. the interesting thing about this game to me is this. It spawned a ton of games. Like, I'm, we're going to talk about four very quickly, but man, there was, there was an iOS port called Flick of the Dead. There's all that, whatever. So... In 2004, there was a PlayStation port of this game. They called it the Typing of the Dead 2 Zombie Panic. Now, it was not a sequel. It was literally a port of this game. Released in Japan only. Came with a, came with a USB keyboard, and that was 2004. There was a true sequel to this game that was released on PC in, like, 2008 called The Typing of the Dead 2. Electric Boogaloo? The Typing of the Dead 2. Electric Boogaloo. Electric Zombaloo. <laughs> Based on the House of the Dead 3. The House of the Dead 3. Then, we spoke about this earlier. There was a game called English of the Dead. English of the Dead. Released on Nintendo DS. Japan only. It was a translation game where you translated phrases in from Japanese to English. It taught you English on your DS. You would you would write it out. And it would like applaud that you got it right and say the phrase and all this stuff. Weird. And then there is a modern sequel to this game, which I spent some time playing this week as well. The Typing of the Dead Overkill. The Typing of the Dead Overkill. I'm going to say this. That game came out nine years ago. Okay? You can get it on Steam still. Yeah. And we can talk about where to play this game today, too. But I'm going to tell you, trying to find the original Typing of the Dead and then having a platform in which to play it on is kind of tough. 
It's not on Steam. It's kind of abandoned where that's neither here nor there. Overkill? <laughs> it tries to be Typing of the Dead. The Typing of the Dead. It's not. It tries so hard to, to give you that camp factor, that, that stupid, like, it's supposed to be so dumb it's funny type thing, but it's just not, man. Like, it's too over the top, and it's it's like, I don't even know how to describe it. You'd have to play it for 10 minutes, and you'd be like, yeah, this does not have the same fun, campy feel. It is like, they're trying too hard to be that way. So it really it's is like, over. It's like when you watch a really bad B movie, and it's a little too self-aware it's trying to be campy you just hate it yes it's like i was saying to jay earlier when sam raimi does a movie there's like this way that it gets done and there's things you can expect but it's good and it's got it's got irony and it's funny and it's it is somewhat self-aware and all those things but you can draw you can cross that line where you're just like okay <laughs> you know we get it so yeah and that's that's where this was it was it's like sharknado exactly it's the pinball of it the probably dead. Probably should have just been a one and done game, but like when but you start watering it, watering it down with weird offshoots and sequels, it gets kind of convoluted. You can you can make it whatever you want. So if you just want to play the one, play the one. I've the only other one I've ever played is this this Overkill, and it was I was excited because I'm like, oh, this is kind of cool. And then it just was so much. Like there are these two agents, and one of them's like this real pissed off cop who swears all the fucking time constantly. Was that the one that said he was going to kick everybody in the yeah. dick? It's like, you better watch out for Agent Washington or he'll kick you in the balls. And he's like, I'm going to kick you in the balls, which was the funniest <laughs> part of the game. I laughed at that immediately, and then everything else, I was like, okay. <laughs> this is so dumb. And it, like, it has... I don't think the voice acting is much better <laughs> than... <laughs> so, anyway... But that's a little bit about the legacy of the game. I would say that the people who liked this game back then still really like this game. And like you said, it's not one that I think people pull out very often. But but I, I, I still really enjoy playing it when I pull it out. And But but the sequels, they are a varying uh, quality, I think. And I, I just think that this the most recent one that's accessible is probably the worst one of them all, is my guess. So, anyway... So we'll, I just kind of talked about where to play it. You can play it on a Dreamcast, whether you have an official licensed copy or it's a burned yeah. copy or whatever. You must have the keyboard to play it. Um, you can play the PC version of the original. It is out there for download. It is basically Abandonware. So to describe it, Abandonware, basically Abandonware is there are still copyrights or trademark laws around this stuff, but nobody gives a fuck. So you can go download it and install it, but like it's also built for a Windows XP machine. So if you had that Windows XP 64 license that I found at the garage sale for a dollar, yeah. maybe you're all set. Yeah. Most people don't. Wow. I know that lady doesn't anymore. <laughs> you dumb bitch. Wow. No, anyway, she was very nice. Anyway, so it's... Wow. It's, yeah, I know, right? Yeah, just got really... Yeah. <laughs> I got that you rage. good, bitch. Well, that escalated that quickly. Rage, that rage inside of you. <laughs> no, she was very nice. I, I didn't mean that. <laughs> anyway, so let's. I'm going to talk about collecting. Done. Jay will talk about speedrunning and we'll wrap up, okay? We will wrap it up. I'm going to wrap that gavel up. So there's really not a lot to talk about when it comes to collecting. Really, the thing I didn't put on the sheet is you also have to have the Dreamcast keyboard, right? So this game loose is like $75. And if you're buying a $75 optical disc loose and you don't have the case at home for the game, just go out and shoot yourself. Okay? Please don't please don't buy a $75 copy of this game loose. Go go out and spend the $120 what a complete in case will say version of it is worth, okay? And it sells for. 
And John just got a Japanese copy for 80 bucks with a keyboard. Yeah. Uh, sealed, this game sells for about $130. This is a very common sealed game. There's a lot of dead, I think there's a lot of dead stock, and we'll get into that in the in the uh, the next part of this. But yeah, this is like about a hundred hundred and twenty dollar game if you want to buy it with the case. But you also have to have the keyboard, which is about a fifty five to sixty dollar accessory now. I remember when you couldn't give away a Dreamcast keyboard. People would be like, "No, thank you. I do not want it." Now they're sixty dollars loose. <laughs> I mean, that's what becomes collectible, man. Right, because like, nobody wants that big clunky keyboard piece. Yeah. No one wanted the uh, Sega, the Sega Mega Mouse or whatever, and that thing cost me a little bit of money to get that. The the Dreamcast mouse, you, <laughs> yeah, you need the Dreamcast mouse to go with the Dreamcast keyboard. John mentioned that he, one of his friends used it as like a, a cheap PC back in the days. I could see that you ran Linux on it, you could yeah. web browse, whatever. Okay. Do you have the keyboard or the mouse? The keyboard. I do not the have a Dreamcast right mouse. Oh, okay. yeah. well, I was talking about the, the you Genesis. were talking about the Genesis mouse. I know. Oh, I, okay. I, yes, but I was just saying there is also a Dreamcast mouse too. So. Um, okay. It's ironic that the that the sealed version is only ten dollars more than than the CIB. It, I think it's just because again, as you get into more modern, I know twenty years old, whatever, but more modern sealed games, there's still there's a lot yeah. more of them. It's right? just still surprising that it's only there's, a ten dollar. There's swing. almost you no think it would Still be a little bit a little bit bigger gap. But again, that. I think that speaks to what we'll get to in the collecting of the graded part and the population report crap. Do tell. This is the third most graded game for the Dreamcast. Sonic Adventure, 60 times. Fantasy Star Online version 2, 54 times. This, time, this one, 36 times. Okay, That's pretty uh, interesting. That just, does that just mean there's a shitload of sealed copies out there? It just means that there were a bunch that they didn't sell. There was a bunch of dead stock that collectors sat on for a long time or picked up you know, cheap not too long ago and then sent yeah. in to get graded. right? Because it was an expensive game and it was kind of hard to find game, but it really isn't. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. The, yeah. So I think that that's I think that that's kind of interesting. Uh, the highest grade that is available in, in WADA was a nine point six. I can tell you that the the and I'll get into the the cost of this thing graded because it's actually very accessible. <laughs> I have a copy sitting right here in front of me that I basically paid just over you know retail for. I paid like one seventy or whatever it was, right? Yeah. And that's for a 9.6 A+, which is like the second best version in the world because there's a 9.6 A++, right? That 9.6 A++ sold in, you know, just about two weeks ago, not even two weeks ago, on the 7th of June for $180, okay? That's like the nicest copy you can find. Now, when this game very first sold, and they've only been grading modern games like this uh, not for a very short period of time. Yeah. The 9.4 A plus sold for $288 in February 22nd of, of, of this year. That was the first time it had ever sold, right? Now, the uneducated buyer always goes and buys the first one because guess what? There's a whole shitload of them, right? So they're not, they it literally, what? February to May 31st. And May 31st, so we'll say three months later, this game in the exact same condition sold for $104. So your investment of $288 that you bought this game for in, in February literally plummeted over 50%, <laughs> you know, immediately. So and actually, you got a better grade. Yeah, I got a better grade for substantially less. Yeah. Yes. Yep. So, and it sits here because I don't generally would, I don't generally buy graded games that I really like. But this is a cheap, accessible one that I do like that game. So it's like, eh, I was, I had a couple drinks that night and said, fuck it. <laughs> anyway. All right. Jay, talk to me about the speed running of this game. Means somebody does it really quick. Yes. Okay. So as far as speed running goes, uh, 
surprisingly, it's more people than I thought. Because the uh, last game we had, <laughs> nobody speedrunning Phalanx. Yeah, nobody was speedrunning Phalanx. But there was uh, they, there were seventeen players listed, thirty six total runs. The last run was actually five months ago. Yeah, which is kind of again surprising. And it was like a fourth place or fifth place on the chart run by a, oh. by the runner. Well, there we go. Yeah. So um, the two top ones that we had on here was the arcade percentage, any percent. And that, and that is you played the arcade mode of the game, whether it was yes. on Dreamcast or PC. Yeah. It didn't matter the platform. It mattered the type of game you chose. So you could choose arcade, and that was the only choice on a normal level, yeah. or le- you know, level of difficulty. Yeah. And that was uh, from Peaches in the U.S. Yep. Uh, 28 minutes and 8 seconds. Yep. And then we had any percent, so any style. So any percent, arcade, original. It was only the two. Oh, okay. so it was Yeah, any percent was... Arcade or original on normal. Yeah. That was the only real rule. And that one was Sushi Kishi. Sushi Kishi. And that was United States again, 26 minutes and seven seconds. Yep. Those are all speed run. So that's it. Yep, I mean, it was pretty, pretty simple. So there you go. Yep. Is Robbie still here? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I knew yeah. it was there. I knew it. Anyway. Anyhow. All right. So, next game. <clears throat> Mr. Coleman, do you have a suggestion? I know John's out there listening. Castlevania Mentioned- Bloodlines. Castlevania Bloodlines. Ooh, another Halloween game in the middle guess, of summer. Yeah, that's, maybe we should save maybe we should save that fucker for look. That should be an October game. I'll play. I'll yeah, play yeah, it though. Yeah. It, it should. It should. But I, I mean, got, that's I got that so awesome. That's fine. I'm 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 just listening to you guys. That's a good call though. But I think that should. Be I don't nice. know. I just I don't know why I just popped into my mind because someone said Sega Genesis earlier, and I was like, well, that's a one of my most anticipated purchases in the '90s was that. I can't believe you didn't go with X Mutants. Oh yeah. X Mutants. <laughs> wow, what a stinker that one is. That or Virtual Bart. <laughs> I'm just thinking of yeah. <laughs> <laughs> virtual Super. Bart. Oh, just virtual fart. Very good. So Jonathan's in my wheelhouse. Sorry. John says Super Metroid for Jay. Now, that was an episode that we did that predicated you. What a fantastic. We can do Super Metroid. I mean, if you guys want to do it, I've I've done it once. I 110% will not argue that one. I like how it's fine that we do that one. That one's also could have been a Halloween one. Super Metroid? No, I think Castlevania. I just was trying to be a jerk. Big surprise. (laughs) All right. So, John, I mean, I, I like. The all those for it. I'll think of a cool Genesis game like Rocket Knight Adventures or something that everyone kind of Gunstar Heroes. Playing. Yeah, one of those ones. Like I think ones. I think zombies our, ate my neighbors. I think our viewers might think that we might be a Sega fanboy though if yeah. we uh, keep doing Sega games. Valdor says two were Sega, two Sega games in a row, a bunch of fa- Sega fanboys. I wasn't going to call out Valdor, but yeah, you can go ahead and call him out for saying it. So, yeah, man, I got I got we got tons of NES games to choose from here. We got two. Two John said, set guys, and then Mr. Mr. Famicom over there as yeah, well. So. That's right. John said, let's talk it over. Yeah, let's talk it over. Well, so we have not have made a decision on the next game. We will announce it once we once we collaborate. We'll have to meet. We'll let's see what kind it. of synergy we can create. We'll I don't want to boil the, the ocean. We'll okay? post it in the comments when we post the episode. This episode, we'll post it in our comments when we post on the... No one reads that shit. We'll I hope they don't, because the stupid shit I write. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, before, before, we, uh, before we move on, I thought the story of the origins of Phalanx was amazing <laughs> that it was written. I know I wrote it, but it this shit made good. me laugh so fucking hard. It was. 
an old man sits down in a chair. <laughs> I enjoyed that. Anyway, I like. What did you say, Robbie? I think there was more time that you put into writing this than they did developing oh, yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, I said you you put more thought and you know time and effort and energy into that than the developers did in developing Phalanx. Sometimes I just get a hair up my butt about it. I'm like, you know, I'm going to write something. Fuck it. All right. So, Jay, where can the people listening to us now find us? Wow, I got lost on that one. I was watching the playthrough, and it's Japanese. Yeah. Yeah, I was, whoa. Yeah, I should have never pointed that over to you, and I was going to also point you to to wrap us up. Oh, yeah. So. (sighs) Well, we do have a link tree, and no, I'm not doing it tonight. What is that? It's link tree forward slash lost joystick. What that's not this is punctuated differently. I don't understand. Can you can you read that to me? I can't. I don't have my I don't have my specs on. God damn it! What's Vince. it say? <laughs> Linkter. Oh. Dot e e. joystick. It's it. That's gonna be as funny as that. I guess that can be part of that can be like the retro gem miner. It's it's as uh, it's as good as it gets to me. I mean, it's one of my favorite parts of the show is waiting for you to say that at the end of every show. It's why it's why I get up in the morning. That and to look at my massive and incredible video game collection. Okay, well that works too. So <laughs> if you don't want to go to our link tree, anyway, uh, you can say go, the thing he says. See, see, Elder's here for it too, see, buddy. He knows too. Uh, Instagram and Twitter, Lost Joystick, Facebook and Twitch, Lost Joystick Network. And we also have an email, info at lostjoysticknetwork.com. All right. So, Robbie, thanks for joining us and sticking around. Of course, John. No problem. Thanks to all those in the chat. Yep. Thanks, Robbie. Thanks, John. Thanks, Happy to birthday, John. Robbie. Happy early birthday. Hope it's a great Thank one. Thank you. And with that, I will say go out there, have fun, be safe, and be excellent to each other.